guys. It's September. It's my birthday month. Fall is here. I'm drinking all the pumpkin spice things. Welcome, Marks, to the Chick Foley Show. I am your host, Chick Foley, a.k.a. Sheena. I'm here with my not-so-better half, the heel husband, Seth Phelps. What's going on, Seth? Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, also on the line, I have the MVP, Marco Denton. How are things up in Massachusetts, Marco? Uh, we're doing swell over here, just uh, having some weird weather. We had some rainy, rainy weather yesterday, and today it's like cloudy, but it was super warm. I don't know. It's just, it's it's strange. It's New England weather. That's what that's what happens around these parts. So, yeah, who this, knows what can happen for the fall and winter of 2020? It may not even get cold this year. You know, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> it could just be warm all season. Uh, what are you sipping on, Marco? Uh, right now, I'm sipping on the uh, a local brewery that's here in uh, Boston or Woburn. Uh, it's called uh, Lord Hobo. I think I had it last week too. Uh, the Freebird Ale, it's called. Um, and then next, I have uh, the Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Oh, um, you lucky dog! Just, just waiting for me to crack it open. Yeah, we still haven't we still haven't gotten those in our area of Virginia. They're way, way up north, but uh, hopefully, it's moving its way down. Myself, we are sipping on the. Official drinks of the Chick-fil-A show. I have a pineapple high noon and the heel husband is drinking a Miller Lite. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and get on into the housekeeping. You guys, um, well, you can always find us at Chick-fil-A show on Twitter, at Chick-fil-A on Instagram. You can email any questions, comments, all the things uh, to questions at chickfoleyshow.com or send DMs to Chick-fil-A or over on Twitter. Um, guys, you can find us over on Patreon at chickfoleyshow.com. Starts at a dollar a month. We do buying, selling, trading figures. We have so much awesomeness going over there. We've had massive, massive giveaways here as of late. So if you're not a member of the Chick-fil-A show, Foley fam, uh, you need to get familiar because, guys, you're missing out on some serious opportunities. We've had, you know, our friend Jordan goes out. We call him the fig hunting god. He goes out and, like, literally, like, scoops whole sets of AEW figures and distributes them amongst our members. And it's just been it's just been great. So ChickFoleyShow.com starts at a dollar a month. The $5 a month gets you bonus episodes and our articles. Good Brother Shane actually just sent over a couple of articles. So I'm going to get those posted tomorrow. Um, so be on the lookout for those. Speaking of giveaways, I did want to shout out our VIP Foley fam over on Facebook. Our community is so incredible and they never cease to amaze me, like just how generous they are all the time and their willingness to just like jump in and help each other out. A couple of weeks ago, we actually raised money for our friends over at Fully Posable. Um, to help their dad buy a new chair. Um, the guys all pitched in. It was just great to see everybody come together. And then Alan Day, this guy, hosted like the giveaway of all giveaways. Um, it was for charity. All the proceeds go to the Gary Sinise Foundation, which supports uh, America's vets, first responders, and their families. Um, guys, we raised $701 as a community. Like that is amazing. And I'm so proud to be a part of the Chick Foley Show community because you guys are just awesome. And special thanks go out to Ken Bruno for his generous donation. Like awesome. You guys are the best. Um, he wasn't even entering the giveaway. He just distributed his entries among all the <laughs> all the other people who had already donated. So he was like, you know, he just wanted to give for the sake of giving. So I get the honor of announcing the winners of that giveaway. There were 10 winners. Um, so let me pull that list up right now. Starting at number 10, who the 10th place, all of the prizes are listed in the Chick Foley Show group. I will read the... Um, the grand prize because it's just insane. But um, all the other tiers will be listed in the in the Chick Foley show. So number ten is Shane Tanniser. Number nine is Kevin Eugene. Number eight is also Kevin Eugene. Number seven is Justin Walker. 
In sixth place, we have Tony Barker. In fifth place, we have Sal Gareca. Fourth place, we have our good buddy Phil Gentile. In third place, we have Philip Dunnett. Second place is Shane Tannister once again. And the grand prize winner. Can I get a drum roll, Marco, somebody? It is... Sal Gareca, you won the giveaway. You are the grand prize winner. <laughs> yeah, let me let me just read to you what he just won. Um, he got uh, an Adam Cole. So these are all elites. He got an Adam Cole elite, a Roddy Strong elite, um, elite 75 Pete Dunn, a Rick Rude elite, a Viscera elite, a basic Alistair Black. He's going to get some additional prints and collectibles. Also, because we raised, um, you know, there was additional figures that got added when we raised certain amounts, when we hit certain tiers um, uh, worth of money. Um, we He also gets the ringside exclusive Dead Man's Revenge and also um, an Elite 71 Drew McIntyre. Like, what? That's a hell of a haul. Damn. If you didn't collect figures, that'd be an awesome way to just start a collection from scratch. Exactly. I mean, can you freaking believe that? That is awesome. So, Sal, thank you so much for being a valued member of our community. Thank you for donating to the cause. And congrats, man. That is so freaking awesome. Um, our good, good buddy and friend of the show, Mike Lanham, he sweetened the pot like kind of midway through the um, through the period to help the donations come through. And he offered up an SDCC exclusive Mr. T. And so people who donated... He did a randomizer and drew a name. And the winner of that figure is Justin Walker. So congrats, Justin, for winning that. Uh, Mr. T, that figure is so freaking sick. Um, and then we also have a giveaway that we wanted to announce. I'm going to let the Hill Husband announce the uh, the giveaway for the Eagle Moss. Yes, you saw it was all over the uh, IG page last week. We did a giveaway. All you had to do was show proof that you listened to last week's episode and you would win the Brett the Hitman Heart. Uh, Eagle Moss statue, and the winner of that is Alex Eubank. So, uh, congrats, Alex! Reach out to Sheena on Instagram, send her your shipping address, and we'll get that statue heading your way. Uh, fun fact: we actually connected with Alex because he sold us uh, the the ringside event chair from Payback 2018. That was the awesome. white one with uh, AJ Styles flying through the air doing the phenomenal yes, forearm. That's so, beautiful chair. He actually gave us a pretty sweet deal on that, and he went through the trouble of shipping that thing from uh from ohio all the way out to hawaii, hawaii. so hats off to you uh it shows you know karma comes full circle and now he's going to be getting a, a nice bret hart statue coming uh straight to his house and with that you guys know we're doing giveaways every single week this next one's going to be patreon exclusive and it's another blowout giveaway we're going to be giving away three elites to one person uh in honor of the the big match from payback this past weekend we're going to be giving away the top picks braun Strowman. Top picks Roman Reigns and one of the hottest figures Mattel has released this year, Elite 77, The Fiend Bray Wyatt. So those three figures will be going to one of our Patreons. Um, if you're not a member yet, you can head over to uh, the link on the uh, the Instagram page to, to get signed up. It starts at a dollar a month um, and that gets you access to to a super exclusive group of figure collectors on Facebook. Uh, like Sheena mentioned earlier, we're constantly doing buy, sell, trade stuff on there. Uh, keeping you in the loop with all the latest figure news and just having a lot of fun uh, discussion about about wrestling in general and and wrestling figures in specific. So 
head on over, check it out. Um, the higher tier you are for the, the more premium Foley fan members, the more entries you're going to get into the raffle. But if you haven't signed up yet, it's super easy. And like I said, it starts at a dollar a month. You get a, it's, it's worth it just for the Facebook group by itself, but you're also going to get access to a whole bunch of other cool material. Um, you see, we just purchased a, a portable light box this past weekend. So we're going to get the unboxings going again, uh, stepping up the professionalism a little bit, if you will. And uh, you just, I, I guarantee you're going to get your money's worth. So check it out. Like I said, three elites and, and the cost is as low as $1 for entry for that. Yeah. And we, and guys, I know it's, it's, it, you know, we do a lot of wrestling figures. We're, you know, hardcore wrestling figure fanatics, but we find figures. Uh, G.I. Joe's are really hot right now. Marvel, um, it was really hot. We NECA figures. So we're out hunting for all figures for our community because, you know, our, our community collects a little bit of everything. So even if you're not like super hot into wrestling figures, if you collect other things, we're always out hunting. So it's worth it's worth your time. Um, enough about that. I wanted to let you guys know um, for you guys that are in the Patreon, the Fig Tees pre-orders are here. Marco is getting those shipped out soon so your figures can freaking rock their chick Foley show t-shirts they look so so good i can't wait for you guys to get those in your hands and on your figs um and yeah let's see what else we got here oh we're gonna be cranking out some chick quickie episodes we'll probably go live after aew all out and record an episode of our quick immediate thoughts and post that for you guys so you don't have to wait a full you know week for for that to come out but let's go ahead and get inside the squared circle this uh, segment is sponsored by Chalkline. You can use code CHICK for 15% off your order over at Chalkline. Um, let's talk about payback. Seth, what were your immediate thoughts on payback? What did you think about it? It was a good show. Uh, first thing I thought is that it was short. You know, It was under three hours. I kind of liked it. It took me back to 2016 timeframe when they were really strictly enforcing the brand split. And, you know, we were getting those uh, brand specific pay-per-views each month where, they, you know, they'd be anywhere from five to seven matches. They were all under three hours and and they felt special. So so I enjoyed it. You know, I'm not a big fan of having a pay-per-view one week after the other, but it, it was pretty cool. Um, we had some big developments, uh, especially with the, the main event, seeing Roman come in and become the new universal champion. Yeah. Marco, what, what were your thoughts? Um, collectively, uh, I, I think it was I, I might I kind of liked it a little bit better than SummerSlam, actually. Um, pretty crazy right yes yeah because it was just because the idea of like you said just having a pay-per-view after SummerSlam, like one of the biggest pay-per-views that they have all year long um and have it edge it out a little bit when it comes to like the 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 performances and action uh during the pay-per-view um the, and they only just, had a week to set it up. I mean, that's the crazy yeah. thing. It was so unsuspecting because we're thinking like, oh, my God, like we literally have payback or we literally have pay-per-views like back to back. So for them to like crank it out and for it to just deliver. I mean, that's usually how WWE does, right? Like the pay-per-views that you think are just going to be like, wah, wah, like they come out swinging and, and deliver. Yeah, it almost looked like it was going to be like a like a like an episode of Raw or SmackDown mm-hmm. or something like that. Just like the matches that were set up. But there's some pretty big matches on there. It's like. Just up and down the card, you had like Keith Lee's debut. You had obviously the return of Roman Reigns in action and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it's I liked it slightly better than SummerSlam this year. Well, cool. You just mentioned Roman Reigns. Let's get right into that match. Um, so he he literally came in and and wrecked everyone and and left. So he he's your new Universal Champion. Him and his new teeth. He has a new heel persona. He has a new advocate. Um, Roman is like, this is the best version of Roman. Like, I just, I love this so much. I love heel Roman. This is what we should have always had. Just like him, the spotlight. And it's going to be so easy to hate him. Like I, you know, cause when he came back from his, from his, um, you know, 
sickness and his, uh, from cancer. Like it was so crazy because everybody was like, well, should I still boo him? Like, you know, we're so glad that he's back, but I still kind of want to boo him. But now it's just like, he's like no holds barred. He's healing off on people on Twitter. It's yeah. so good. What did you think, Seth? Yeah, Roman's killing it. Uh, he's going to be himself a little bit. Uh, backstage news says he's been wanting to have this change in character for a while, and he's awesome. He's got Paul Heyman in his corner, and I'm really just counting down the days. Until, I know we're going to discuss a little bit later on, but I can't wait to see Brock come back and, and how that's going to go. Uh, with I don't know if Paul's going to try to be a peacemaker between them, if we're going to see their, their feud go to a whole other level than it's been in the past. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff. Next uh could you guys have imagined a, just a better outing for Keith Lee for his his like debut here? Like this is so. I mean, he literally beat Randy Orton clean as a sheet in the middle of the ring. Like it was beautiful, Marco. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Um, obviously, Keith Lee is impressive. Um, they uh, they he they did it justice. They brought back the uh, the tight the tight shorts. He didn't wear the, uh, yes, the Samoa Joe uh, baggy shorts <laughs> again. The little uh, mini skirt that he had. Um, so they, they let that slide, but no, he was, he was impressive as, as always, especially, I mean, you put him in the ring with Randy Orton too. Um, just two good, clean workers. You're going to, you're not going to get a bad match at all. I mean, I can watch them wrestle multiple times if they, if they let it happen. I'm assuming you'll see Keith Lee pop up again and, uh, and Randy Orton's radar. I don't think he's getting away that, that easy with it. Cause, cause of Monday Night Raw, which we'll get to, but, uh, but yeah, no, I was thoroughly impressed with that match. I was probably but that might have been my favorite match of the night on uh yeah on it was Payback. awesome you know going into it everybody was kind of like you know the rumblings were oh my god like you know they've repackaged keith lee with this crappy new music this crappy new gear and they've made him shave his face and like everybody was kind of like complaining myself included like i was just like what what have they done to my boy keith lee um <sighs> and then he comes out and has a performance like that and like i says goes over clean against randy orton and it's just like nobody cares what you're wearing nope. or what your music sounds like like you are a force he has the rocket strapped to his back it is it's, it's going to be enjoyable for the rest of 2020 for sure. Any thoughts on Keith Lee versus Randy Orton, Seth? No, nah, he looked good. You know, anytime you get a pay-per-view win over over a future Hall of Famer like Randy Orton, it's a good thing. I uh, wish he could have followed it up with another win on Raw, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on. So Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax are your new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. So where... Where do you guys see this going, Seth? Where do you think this is headed with them being the champions and, you know, Bailey and Sasha kind of like, you know, kind of being on the outs? Because now Sasha has no titles, right? Bailey can be like, ah, eh, you know, I tapped out or whatever. Um, I still have my my championship, but she screwed Sasha out of her only title. Yeah, so I told you guys last week that it's an automatic uh, XP boost anytime you don't get along with your tag team partner. So we knew Shayna and Nia were going to get those belts. Uh, I thought Shayna looked amazing in that match. That finish was Sick. totally dominant. Sick. You know, she had basically the two top females in WWE for the past year and had them both ready to tap out at the same time. Um, she used um, Sasha's arm like to choke out Bailey. It was, yeah. it was <laughs> genius. It was awesome. Insane. Very dominating. Um, so I'm excited to see how far they could take it. Uh, you know, on paper, they are a pretty fearsome tag team because Nia's got all the size and strength and we know Shayna's just an ass kicker. Uh, as far as Sasha and Bailey goes, you know, Bailey keeps sticking her foot in her mouth anytime she gets on the mic. So it's really only a matter of time now till, um, till, till that, that, uh, the mega powers explode, you know, and we see Sasha and Bailey reignite their feud that they had from, from NXT from about five years ago. So hopefully they, uh, they just get a chance to shine. I know we got Hell in the Cell um, coming up here in a couple months. I'd love to see those two go at it in the cell, but we'll see how long this one cooks before they finally blow up. 
Yeah, um, Big E continues his winning streak against Chick-fil-A favorite uh, Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> so looks like Big E, again, um, another another guy that's getting the rocket. So what are your thoughts on Big E getting this this singles push, Marco? Um, I, I, obviously, everyone loves it. I think even when he, when he was with New Day, when they were all together, he was always like the, obviously, the standout guy that everyone wanted to see like super charismatic yeah get that uh get that that title run obviously uh kofi got the title run uh mm-hmm. the three but uh biggie's what everyone wants like he's just over the top like talented like in the ring out of the ring he can cut promos like like nobody's business uh, if he wants to and uh, he gets serious when he wants to he can be goofy when he wants to like he's just an all-around talent um and i, I like the way i like the way that just make they're making him this powerhouse like yeah, he's this big, funny, like Jack dude that can like crack jokes. But once the bell rings, he's just all business, and he just destroys everyone. As you can see with Sheamus, like he took Sheamus a task, and not a lot of people they don't show a lot of like guys do that to to Sheamus. Um, got usually guys his size. Um, but yeah, I'm super impressed with Big E. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping there's a title run at some point. Like he, it's a it's it's an open field now. There's I mean, there's not a lot of guys that they're really building right now to go after Roman Reigns. And I mean, if they're going to make Roman Reigns a top heel, the the top babyface I think should be Biggie at some point. Yeah, I could totally, I could totally see that. And I think he's definitely worthy of a singles title run. So, so oh. one thing I'll, I'll say that to, uh, to, to counter you guys, you know, one thing I, I don't like how they're treating Biggie right now is everybody's acting like, this is the first time he's really having any solo success or getting a run. Like the guy, he was the yeah. second ever NXT champion. He beat yep. Seth Rollins for the NXT title. And we know Seth is as big as it gets when it comes to WWE superstars. And he's a former Intercontinental champion. So I think yep. the push has been a little bit insulting because, uh, you know, Marco, we discussed a little bit off the air about how uh, they said, you know, Big E needs to change to be successful, but he's been successful. He's an NXT yeah, yeah, champ. He's an Intercontinental champ. And he's an eight-time freaking tag team champ. Um, and now he's just taking the next step in his career. He's just leveling up. But I think he can definitely keep doing it the way he's been doing it and shine. Um, and I would love to see Big E go head to head with Roman for the belt. True. But we've seen, I mean, we've seen it time and time again. What you do in NXT, I mean, up until like super, super recently, does not translate to the main roster. I mean, look at the Viking Raiders. Like they literally came, they were the tag team champions when they debuted. They they, they, they came on Raw without their tag titles. Yep. You know what I mean? So like it didn't even matter that they were the champions. Like wouldn't you think if you were going to debut, they'd be like, oh my God, they're the NXT tag title or tag champions. Yeah, they don't even uh, But no, it. it was just like, oh, there's these weird Raider, like Vikings here on the show, you know? Um, and when Big E was champ, like that was before NXT was even the NXT that we know and love today. Like, I think we've talked about this before. People don't even remember. I mean, I bet, I bet there's a lot of people out there that don't even know that Seth Rollins was the first ever NXT champ, right? Because it just doesn't translate to the main roster. Obviously the smart marks and the people like us that have been watching know, but I bet there's a lot of people out there that would be, that would be surprised to, to find that out. Yeah. They don't even mention it either. Sometimes it's well, actually all the time. They never mention any like past accolades until like recently they started doing it when NXT obviously is on USA now. Uh, but yeah. before they were like, it was like that mainstream. survivor series when it, like that survivor series, when they came and like NXT, it was like NXT versus um, raw versus SmackDown. Like that's when they, that's the only time they've ever like made NXT feel like it was like some sort of big deal. Exactly. Yeah. So like any, any accomplishments you had in NXT were just like, didn't, didn't, didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. was another world and you just stepped into 
uh, WWE, the main roster, and just this brand new person where, like, not even the commentators would say, oh, this is oh, Big E, he was the second ever NXT champion, or they don't even say that about Seth Rollins. They don't even say he was the first ever NXT never champion. Mentioned they, that. Like, yeah, never mentioned that. Yeah, it's, it's the weirdest thing. I don't I don't get it. You'd think they would do it now that NXT is, like, really popular. They would throw that yeah, out there. Hey, they, like, you know? Yeah, or that they would talk about like all the amazing Bailey Sasha matches that we've had over the years. You know what I mean? Exactly. They'd be like, "Oh my God, these two have had some you know serious rivalries and some barn burners yep. in NXT." Like they know it, but they just don't ever bring that up, you know. Um, and that would get people to go back in their network archives and look yep. for those matches and be like, "Oh damn, well Michael Cole said that there was a you know a banger of a match for Bailey and Sasha at Takeover," you know. Um, so. Anyway, that's that's what I'll say about that because I mean I do agree with Seth. Like it is a little bit insulting to Big E to just act like, oh wow, we're so surprised. Like, yay, he deserves <laughs> this, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's a lot that is just never going to get mentioned. Um, that is all for payback. Let's go on and get into. Um, we'll talk a little bit about some SmackDown, some things that happened uh, that are happening in SmackDown. Like we talked about earlier and on our Chick Quickie last week, Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy, and I don't think there was very many people, if anyone could have just predicted that this was going to happen this way. So did you ever imagine that Roman Reigns was going to come back and like join forces with the advocate Paul Heyman? No, I didn't. And honestly, I thought the the little mini heel turn that we saw at SummerSlam, I thought that would kind of fade away and it was just kind of a, just for one night kind of deal. But uh, it seems like Roman, he's a bad guy now. You know, I don't know if that, I don't know what he was doing during his time away from WWE, but he definitely found his dark side uh, he's more aggressive and now more dangerous than ever. He's really kind of, you know, to to say something I could picture Michael Cole saying here in a couple of weeks is, you know, the big dog's been unleashed. Uh, yeah. I think I heard him call the ref a bitch during payback, which that's <laughs> not something we've yeah. heard before. Um, like I said, I'm here for you. You know, I, I'm all about Roman being the Samoan ass kicker. For too long, he was always just uh, trying to be the underdog, and that's just not Roman. He's a badass. That's what we mm-hmm. want to see. We want to see Shield Roman as a solo guy, and we're finally getting it. Yeah, he's ditched. He's ditched the vest. Um, I my the longer I think about it, and the more I let it kind of like marinate. That you know, mini heel turn that he had the the previous week where he was you know hitting everybody with a chair. I feel like maybe WWE was like testing the waters, right? Like because they never really called it a heel turn. It wasn't really a heel turn. I mean, a heel can beat up. You know, I mean, Roman Reigns could hit the fiend with a chair, and that wouldn't be necessarily considered a, a heel move, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe they like did that. I mean, I'm sure they had plans to make him a heel, but they wanted to see like what the backlash was going to be like on, you know, they would kind of watch social media. I don't know that this is true. This is just kind of like my, you know, why, like why would they do that little mini heel turn and then have him just like do a full heel turn the next week? I feel like maybe they were just kind of like, you know, putting their toe in to be like, okay, let's see what people think about this with Roman turning heel. I don't think when it got kind of a positive reaction, they were like, okay, let's go full bore Mm -hmm. and, you know, go, go forward with this. Um, So yeah, Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy. Also, we have a number one contender match, uh, Big E versus Matt Riddle versus Baron Corbin versus Sheamus. Marco, who are you Who are you pulling for in this one? I mean, obviously pulling for Big E, but I feel if it's if it's going against Roman, it's definitely going to be a, a face of some sort. So I might go with Matt Riddle on this one. I think they're going to – I think Matt Riddle is going to have a match against uh, Roman Reigns. Um and he's going to lose to Roman Reigns. Obviously, he's going to lose. I don't think he's going to give him that belt that fast. But um, just to save just to save face for Big E and not have him get that shot right away, um, just keep it like a slow, like a slow build, like build him up more as a as like the top face on SmackDown because they really don't have a a top face for SmackDown right now. Yeah. Um, they have their top heel, which is Roman Reigns. Um, but you know, 
Um, if you watch any of like Biggie's uh, interviews, like his backstage interviews and stuff like that, he's like he wants to like lead the charge. He wants to be like he wants to set the example. He's you know he's saying he's gonna like roll through everyone if he has to, like to get where he needs to be. Um, he talks about having title shots and stuff like that. Um, but I think I don't think he's gonna win it this time around. Um, I I don't see Baron Corbin doing it at all. I mean they may they may go with Baron Corbin, but. Unless he turns face, he has some type of like face turn. But yeah, you can never, you can never count out Baron Corbin. <laughs> like he, he's yeah. like a cockroach. Like he just will not die. <laughs> like he <But> just <laughs> keeps, he just keeps going along. Um, and how awkward was it at Payback when Baron Corbin made that like that nasty remark to Matt Riddle where they, oh. they had that, like the backstage reporter, like read that tweet. It was like, you're a loser. You're a failure. You just like, you're a failure at home. And I was like, Oh, like I know WWE, obviously they've shown that they don't give a crap about bringing your personal life into storyline. But I was like, man, that was a little bit over the line there. Yeah. So, brutal. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm sure Matt had to sign off on it, but just his face, I was like, Oh, he got serious. Ouch. Yeah. And if I was his wife, I would be like WTF. You know? <laughs> um, we did see Sammy Zayn return. He confronted Jeff Hardy carrying a duplicate intercontinental title that he never lost. True. So, um, yeah. So where do you guys see this going? Do you think uh, Sammy Zayn is going to regain his intercontinental title? Marco, what do you think? Um, I think so. I don't think Jeff Hardy's going to carry it around that long. Um, unless they continue a feud with him and AJ Styles, but I, I wouldn't mind like a three-way feud with Sami Zayn, AJ and uh, Jeff Hardy. Um, Cause I, I love Sami Zayn. He's obviously one of the better talents that they have there. Um, and obviously he was gone for, for certain reasons, but um, I just like I, I just like that he's back. You actually get to see him wrestle again. Um, yeah, it felt good to have him back. He's kind of on the outs with Shinsuke and Cesaro, like it seems. Yeah, right? like they, they were having their little yeah their little a comp, like they were having a conversation in the ring, and then Sammy tried to like it was like an A B conversation, and he tried to see his way in, and they were like, no, no, Sammy, like back up, right? Yeah, that was kind of uh, that was kind of strange. So I'm not sure if like Sammy's gonna kind of go like a like on a face type of role, like a like be like semi baby face obviously people can't stand him because some of the things he says but um but yeah True. they kind of i don't know how i don't know how bringing a duplicate title and dancing around in the face of the current champion is very much of a baby face <laughs> well ma- mainly because they they shoot him away they were just like hey there's like a champion's room i'm gonna mm-hmm. put my title down they're like no 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 get that out of here we're, we're having a conversation now so it's like uh, that's kind of like a mutual like hey this thing isn't we're not going to do this anymore have you uh, us three together so that was yeah. kind of like them saying like we're going to do our own thing. Sami Zayn's going to be by himself, which I'm all for. Like, I think he needs, I think he needs some type of like push, especially on, on SmackDown. I think he should be one of the, the top talents there. Cause he is a talented guy. Like watch any one of him, his, and um, like watch him and Shinsuke Nakamura, watch him and um, Kevin yeah. Owens, like any one of those matches. It's, they're all insane. He's a, he's a great talent. Yeah. Um, Sammy's great. I will never forgive Sammy for throwing out his arm, celebrating coming out in Toronto. Was it, it was his debut on raw, right? He was debuting on raw. I don't know if you remember this Marco, but Bret Hart, the Bret Hart was in the middle of the ring and introduced Sammy Zayn and Sammy comes out, his music hits. He's going to debut on raw in Canada. And he like, he, he like punches his arm up in the air and then come to find out the next day he threw his arm. He was injured. He threw his oh, arm out yeah. and, and he had to be out. And I was like, all right, dude, you lost me. Like, Bret Hart, like came, came to introduce you and that's how you're going to show out. Like, no uh. way. 
So anytime I think of Sami Zayn, like that's always the first, <laughs> the first thing I think about. Um, so that pretty much wraps it up for SmackDown. Let's get into Raw. Um, we saw one of the most iconic duos in WWE history disband this week. And it was very sad. I love the Iconics and I think they're just so wonderful together. Their chemistry is amazing. They've literally been friends since high school and you can tell because they just have that it factor together. Um, the word on the street is that Peyton Royce is going to be getting a solo push. Vince is really high on her, um, which is great, but I feel like Peyton is really the Peyton that we know and love because Billy is there too. Like Billy is yeah. like the hype man, you know, like she's yeah. kind of like the, the, the fun factor and the entertainment factor. And um, she's definitely going to be missed if she's like gone for good. What do you think, Seth? Uh, it's just a sad day. You know, the Iconics had, I believe four years. They, it was their run going back to NXT. Uh, they definitely had some of my most legitimate uh, LOL moments I've had watching wrestling over the last few years have been some of their promos. Uh, they just always crack me up. I, I have a smile on my face anytime they come out. Um, I'm excited so to see Mike where Lanham. they go. I'm excited to see where they go from from here, but I'm definitely skeptical. You know, and I think uh, I, I think the uh, the sum is is greater than their parts uh, for these two. Yeah. Uh, so it would have been cool to see them just continue to stay together, uh, but but we'll see. You know, so I'm def- I'm definitely in wait and see mode on Billy Kay and Peyton Royce going solo. Yeah. Marco, do you think Peyton is going to continue with this like kind of like comedy? edge that her and Billy have had over the last few years or do you think she's going to become like a more serious style like Charlotte-esque competitor I mean I hate to compare her to Charlotte because I mean Charlotte's like literally the best women's wrestler there is but do you think she's going to kind of go more that way um no I think I I think she she should stay with the with who she is like do the comedy stuff and you know being able to like smack talk any mm-hmm. of the other ladies down there um I do, I do, I am gonna miss a "you gotta be joking" me thing where they're like, "you gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be joking." Me. That was that, um, don't, don't don't judge us on our accents, folks. Yeah, no, okay. yeah, I'm not. I wasn't trying to do a uh, Billy Kay or band <laughs> impression at all. Uh, I'll do a Stone Cold though, but not on that. But um, yeah, I, I think she's, I think she's gonna stay. Uh, they might, uh, obviously, they might change her up a little bit, like give her more serious. I mean, she is serious in the ring, like she does, like the whole she'll cut a promo, but once same thing, she gets in the ring and she's all business. Um, yeah can definitely continue the smack talk that they do during the match. Cause that's even more hilarious. Cause obviously now I love crowds. I love the fact that they're when they were live people there and stuff like that. But I do like the fact that there aren't people there and you can hear the things that they're saying to each other. Like, yes. like, like especially yeah. Kevin Owens, he's hilarious. Like um, especially if you're at a live event. Um, when I went to clash of champions, I think it was 2000. I'm sitting on the chair. I can't even think of the, the year, but anyway, um, just four rows away him just sitting on the apron. It was a tag match and him just like saying things to the crowd and like saying stuff to the referee. It was, it's probably one of the funniest things ever, but um, yeah, just, to, just, just, just having that element. Um, I think, I think she'll, she'll, I think that's what they look for. Um, that's yeah. why they want to push her. Cause she has that, that gift of gab and she's really good in the ring too. So I think, I think Vince just has like a burner TikTok account and he just follows her on TikTok and he's like, Hey, I want this one. I'm going to, I'm going to push this one because <laughs> she's, she's got a killer TikTok game. Um, we did see our truth become the 39 time 24 seven champion. I can't believe we're even discussing this. Like when is this going to end? Um, it just needs to, uh, Yeah. Yeah, folks, that's how much we care about the uh, 24-7 title at this point. They just uh, need to retire it. You know, yeah. like like Steve Austin says in his podcast, funny ain't money. Like, er, I, I 
I got a laugh out of it, you know, maybe the first couple of weeks, yeah. but it's, it's run its course. I, I just groan anytime I start to see it on TV. Um, I feel like it's to the point where, you know, a championship should be something that kind of elevates the wrestlers. And if I see somebody involved in the 24 seven picture, I just assume that they've kind of given up on, on any big yeah. prospects for their career. Um, yeah. I, I would much, you know, again, I, I'm a hardcore smart, you know, I'm really serious about my wrestling instead of this, if they want to have like a, you know, like a C level championship, I'd rather see them bring something back like the TV title, just have a title that's going to get defended every single week on raw with like 10 minute time limit matches, you know? So, you know, every single week you're getting a championship match, no matter what. And that's something you could hot shot around every week, but it would still mean a little something. We could call um, it the USA title. Sure. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Stick it to AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Or the network title. That's something I thought about before too. Like once a week, just have a match on the, on the network, you know? Um, But, uh, but yeah, the, uh, for me, I'm not getting much out of it right now. No, moving on because there's no sense spending any more time on that. Um, we did go underground with, um, cool dad, Shane. Uh, and we saw, we saw Billy Kay get thrown to the wolves, uh, with freaking Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir that looked like she was about to go to a, uh, you know, brewery with Seth. You said she looked like she was about to head to a brewery after the match. She had on some sort (laughs) of like skirt and like little shirt that was like tied up in a hat like a bucket hat she had her hat on during her fight yeah she had her hat on during her she looked cute i mean i would wear that outfit but it was just not something you expected to see in the ring um and seth had like we were talking about it and i was kind of just you know healing off a little bit on raw underground and seth had a hot take and i'm gonna have him share it with you guys because we've kind of dogged raw underground on this show so so yeah i i hated it more than anything when i first saw it but it, it is actually starting to grow on me. I don't know if maybe they've just pounded me in a submission or if I've just been drinking enough beer when I watch wrestling. But for whatever reason, on Monday night, it clicked. And, you know, I, I think the, the purpose of it is just to kind of give like little mini pushes to people and, and heat them up a little bit before they go on to do something else. Yep. And I think it's good for that because it's a quick way to get a bunch of matches in um, in like 10 minutes. And, you know, like, for instance, Riddick Moss, you know, we saw we saw Titus O'Neil kick a few jobbers ass and Riddick Moss came in and actually beat Titus. So now, you know, if I see Titus pop up in the, the U S championship picture, I'm a little bit more interested now. Cause I saw him just, you know, beat up a few guys on raw underground. So if that's what it's going to be, if there's not going to actually be some bigger um, storyline that comes out of this, and it's just a way to kind of get people something to do on a few weeks so they might not get a chance to get any exposure that, then I'm down for it. So, you know, put me as one of the, uh, the few in the proud that's actually on board with raw underground for, for right now. Are you team? Are you team Raw Underground? Or are you still kind of skeptical about it, Marco? Oh no, no I've, I've I want to say I've loved it since its inception. I don't want to say that, but mm-hmm. like maybe the maybe the second week of mm-hmm. it, I was like really into it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just it just you don't have to think too much about it. You just watch it and that's just true. chaos yeah. happens. That's why it's a little I, bit I think gritty. I like it. Yeah, it's not yeah, like trying it's to put gritty. On a five it's star like classic. Yeah, and you have the hurt business. They just come in and kick the shit out of everyone, pretty much, and. I'm all for that, especially with my my counterpart, the MVP there, just going yes. in there. And he said he's jujitsu. He's a um, pretty much like a like a grandmaster in jujitsu, pretty much. So like that's like right up his head. I think that's why you see and Bobby Lashley, former MMA fighter as well. So that's like right in their wheelhouse. So when I see them there, I, I get more interest because I know they they were they're doing that type of stuff outside of wrestling. They're doing MMA. They're doing that type of fighting. So it seems more realistic in my eyes when when they come in there and just kick the crap out of everybody. And I kind of, I'm kind of hoping that the storyline is like, they just like run Shane McMahon out of it. 
like they end up taking over the underground. Like MVP, that's his like MVP takes over. It's like usurp him and just like yeah, he takes over and Bobby Lashley and Sheldon Benjamin are like the like the two guys that have you have to challenge every time you go into the to the raw underground or something like that. So I'm hoping they do a storyline like that where it's kind of like a kind of like the lucha underground that type of thing. But um. I like the look of it. I like the change of pace from just, you know, the regular raw setup, but I don't know what it is about it. That just kind of like annoys me about it, but we'll see. I'm going to keep watching. Um, speaking of raw really quickly before we leave raw um, and talk about super Tuesday, did you guys hear that retribution is now a raw exclusive, um, like faction or whatever. So I'm just thinking yeah. to myself, like here's this like rebel faction that's come in and like wreaked havoc on every brand except for NXT. Um, and just like, you know, we don't, we're freaking lawless. We don't care, you know, blah, blah, blah. But by God, we're, co- we're contractually obligated to only com- appear on raw now, you know? And I just feel like, <laughs> I'm like, what was the point of all that, you know, going to SmackDown and cutting the ring ropes and all this stuff. And now it's like come out that they're only going to appear on raw. Like they just need to like, get rid of this angle ASAP. Yeah, I think um, I think at some point you're going to see the masks um, taken off and you're going to see who the Surely, actual retribution hopefully. members are. Um, I think it's kind of dumb that they relegated it just to Raw when it's literally in the same building for both shows. Right. <laughs> they can exactly. just show up. They can just show up to SmackDown if they want to because they're not traveling anywhere. They could just show up there and wreck havoc if they wanted to. Um, but yeah, they need to cut it at some point like just reveal the people give, and, or just give us something like it, at this point it's gone on too long like they need to give us some sort of like progression forward because i feel like we're just watching the same thing happen every week but yeah i just wanted to touch on that before we we yeah. talk about um nxt uh really the only thing that happened i mean not the only thing that happened but the most important thing that happened on nxt this week it was on tuesday uh we had a four-way match between adam cole Finn Balor, Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano. It was an Iron Man match and ended with a uh, two-to-two draw with Adam Cole and Finn Balor are going to be having a match this next Tuesday to decide the new NXT champion. So I, there was some like bedtime situation happening over here, so I didn't get to watch this match. So I'm going to let Seth uh, give his thoughts on the match. And What do you think? It was a great match. Uh, I mean, anytime you put those four guys in the ring together, it's, it's going to... Uh... It's going to deliver. I would say it was a little bit of a letdown, but I'm not really sure that they could live up to the expectations again with putting uh, those four guys in an Ironman match with the NXT championship. The commercial breaks definitely hurt it from a presentation standpoint, but there's really not much you can do if you're going to give away a match like that on network TV. Um, but it, it was a good match. Definitely missed out on having the crowd. I feel like if they would have had a classic NXT crowd there, it really would have taken it to the next level. But but it was good. I, I was having an anxiety attack there at the end when uh, Adam Cole hit that last shot on Finn Balor, but couldn't get him quite rolled over. I, I thought, man, this is how it's going to end. You know, the, the time's going to run out on him. Uh, but he was able to get the cover, and now we're going to get to see Adam Cole and Finn Balor go one-on-one uh, this Tuesday for the NXT belt. I, I still think uh, Finn is going to take it. I think he's the most motivated. I think he's the hungriest. Uh, but Undisputed Era didn't play a part on Tuesday night. Uh, we'll see if maybe they're going to show up this Tuesday and, and make their presence felt one way or another and have an effect on the match. But do you think since it was a tie, like maybe they should have had a tiebreaker, like because Adam Cole got pinned the most that he should have, you know, be like, oh, you got pinned more than anybody else. So Finn's actually going to be be the winner, you know, because Adam Cole took the most pins of anybody else in the match. True. 
Um, also, I heard that Champa didn't have his his best match, and that's who I was pulling for. I love I love my man Tommaso, um, but I heard he didn't look as good as we normally see him. What do you, no, you think, Marco? Um, no, not really. No, I mean, he yeah, he didn't even even that last match that he had last week um, with that dude. I forget his name. Um, oh, uh, I forget it. Doesn't matter if we can't remember. Yeah. It's not anyway. Cool. Yeah, it, 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 he didn't seem like uh like the normal. I mean. Like he beat the Thatcher, crap out of was him. It, did he beat? Was it Thatcher? No, no, no. It was a. Uh, uh, he was one of the NXT, uh, not NXT, the two hundred five live dudes. I just can't think of his name right now. But he ended up like beating him up after the match and like destroying him and stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. even that didn't seem like it seemed like it was kind of like forced a little bit. Like I'm not sure what they're if they he was going heel or what they were doing with him. But uh, yeah, definitely the last the yeah uh, the Iron Man match kind of like like kind of like said like all right it, something yeah something's a little bit off with mm-hmm. uh. With Champa, so I'm not sure what the what the deal is. With there them, was just but, um, too much talent in the ring. The energy was just too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean no. yeah, you throw you throw Finn Balor in there. I mean, obviously he's familiar with Gargano and he's familiar with Adam Cole, but like I think Finn Balor was that that uh, that person that he wasn't familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he was just like, oh my god, this is Finn Balor. I can't outperform this guy. And if True. anyone thought like Finn Balor was like out like out because a lot of I've seen like a lot of stuff on Twitter and a lot of like social media people saying like, why are they doing this in Finn Balor? They're not treating him right. He's oh, I think it's the best thing people, for blah, blah. him. I yeah, think he was back down to NXT was the best. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I, I think he he did he did great in this match and like, even like Seth said, he's more motivated than ever. Um, and I actually I don't do, think that took anything away from Finn Balor to be yeah. honest. Yeah, no. So he was like losing a lot of matches and stuff like that. And people mm-hmm. were like, oh, why they do that? Why do you do? he he chose to go to NXT? It wasn't like yeah. they pushed him down there. He said, I want to come back to NXT. I want to come back home. So it wasn't that like Champa match. Um, he was facing Jake Atlas. So for those and of you Jake guys Atlas, who were scre- yeah. screaming into your microphone, like, yeah. you know, you idiots, it's Jake Sorry. Atlas. We, we know now it is, it is Jake Atlas. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, um, I definitely think Finn Balor's winning though. He's, he's, he, he's due. He's due for that. Uh, he did, he, he put his dues and he, he's taken that title. Yeah. It really doesn't do Adam Cole any, you know, at this point it doesn't do him any good to win back the NXT title. You know what I mean? He's had his reign. It was awesome. Um, it will look good for Finn Balor to win over Adam Cole, which I think is a, a great, it's yeah. going to be a great matchup. Um, but I think, I think Finn's winning this one too. So let's get into AEW because we have yet another pay-per-view third week in a row that we have a pay-per-view match. So we have uh, AEW all out two this weekend on Saturday. I love a Saturday pay-per-view. Don't you Marco? Like it's just, it's the best. I don't know why it feels better to have pay-per-views on Saturday, but it absolutely does. It's like a party. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so we saw, um, Kenny Omega came out and he was confronted with uh, like Tully and FTR and they were kind of just like talking a bunch of smack. And then, um, sorry, my dog is like whining at the, at the gate. I apologize if you can hear her. Um, but, uh, he was talking a bunch of smack and then all of a sudden hangman comes out and there's this big, you know, confrontation and freaking, can you go get her? There's a, there's a big confrontation and uh, Kenny Omega exits the ring and Hangman turns around to hand Kenny his tag, his tag belt and Kenny is nowhere to be found. Um, yeah. So it's, it's literally just like, oh my gosh, like we, the, the end is near, but it's, it's much, 
it's time for it, you know, yeah, and I exactly. think it's going to be, it's going to be so perfect when it actually uh, comes to pass. And I think this is the perfect passing of the torch to FTR, yeah. um, you know, and it's, it's time for the tag division in AEW to have like a full on, like, you know, like real, real tag team champions, old school tag team champions. Like I'm, I'm super pumped for it. So, yeah. um, what else? Okay, Casino Battle Royal. So we saw Team Taz and Team Jake and <laughs> Team Eddie come out, and it was just this yeah. big freaking schmoz in the in the middle of the ring setting up the Casino Battle Royal. Um, what did you think of this whole interaction, Marco? Um, the only thing you can really talk about is Jake the Snake's comment about busting nuts. That was the... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, like, recorded it because I had to rewind it. I was just kind of, like, halfway paying attention, you know. Taz and um, Ricky Stark and uh, freaking Brian Cage were out in the middle of the ring, and, you know, they were talking and blah, blah, blah. Then Jake comes out, and he's like, yeah, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, and you're not going to be busting nuts while we're in the ring. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Jake. No, that's not. I don't think that means what you think it means, you know. Um, and you could just see Lance Archer just looking like, "Are you kidding me, yeah. Jake? Are you freaking kidding me?" His face was like, uh, like he had like a blank expression, yeah, because like, it because his camera zoomed right in on his face. It zoomed like, right in. It. Yes, and he's like, "You know what I'm saying?" And Lance is like, "No, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't, Jake." Yeah. And then um, Eddie came out with Pentagon and uh, set up the Casino Battle Royal. I'm super pumped for this um, because I really don't know which way it's going to go i mean they yeah. didn't really have anybody stand tall on dynamite you know which i kind of appreciated like they didn't have anybody like you know be the be the guy to run everybody else out of the ring um so and oh so we also saw Britt baker take out big swole um because big swole won a handicap match to face B- Britt baker and she got to pick the stipulation and it's going to be a tooth and nail match so she's like here pick the stipulation and big swole is just like making shit up like you know, like any of all yeah. the stipulations that WWE or not WWE um, that if wrestling has ever done, we have never seen a tooth and nail match. So a plus for creativity, but at the same time, um, you know, who knows what this is going to be. Dave Meltzer reported that it's going to be a cinematic match. So we need to see Isaac Yankum or this match is going to be a failure. <laughs> oh. oh, I think his legend, I don't know if his legends deal would allow him to appear in the, uh, in the tooth and nail match. Um, so yeah, this, this one's going to be on the buy-in. So that match is going to be on the buy-in. So I'll be curious if it locks, you know, locks people in and makes them want to buy, buy the pay-per-view. We did see the debut of <laughs> smart Mark Sterling against John Moxley. Um, this was funny. I thought the whole thing was really hilarious. You know, um, what's his name? Wardlow, like, you know, kicked down the door and like forced him into the ring and you see, uh, Smart Mark was just like wearing all this like red, white, and blue like knee pads. He yeah. just looked like <laughs> Mr. America. It was freaking hilarious. And you know, John Moxley just let him get in some you know blows on him, and Smart Mark still couldn't still couldn't get the over. So uh, R.I.P. to Smart Mark <laughs> Sterling. Um, and then obviously MJF comes out and just like beats the hell out of John Moxley and like bites his head and rubs his blood on his face. I'm like, do you not know there's a pandemic? going like you're literally rubbing someone else's blood across your face <laughs> there's a title at stake you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do that's what that's this all is true. <laughs> are you are you for mjf marco do you think if like are you ready to see mjf be aew champion um yeah i think i think so i think he's 
he's a, he's the future of their company. He he even said it in the promo that he had. Um, uh, he's he's I I think he's gonna win it. It's it's gonna be a it's gonna it's gonna be a weird finish, but I think he's gonna definitely take it. I think he's due for the I think it's due for a heel to have that title. Um, Jericho set it off. Mm-hmm. Moxley was a great face that had the had the title. Um, I think MJF is is due. Not sure who they're gonna have challenge him. Yeah. Um, if he does win, uh, that's where the casino battle royal comes in. Like, what person in that battle royal will will face if MJF does win? Will would face him, and it has to be obviously a a baby face uh, to win that. But um, yeah, I think I'm I'm for MJF when I think Moxley had his had his run. I'm not sure there's much he can do. That's true. Yeah, I know. Um, Seth is not the. I love MJF. I think he's like amazing and he's I captivating. He yeah, like everything he does, I like buy right into. Seth is not the biggest MJF fan, so I'm curious. Oh, as, like, are you like, what do you think um, about MJF being? The- I just don't buy into him in the ring. You know, I'm uh, you know, I'm Mr. Kayfabe only. He's good on the mic. He's a good heel to me. I think he's a manager. I think he's uh, you know he he should be somebody's manager. He should be managing Wardlow. Uh, I know that's a little bit of a hot take because everybody's real uh, into MJF right now, but yeah. I just don't buy him in the ring. I feel like if him and John Moxley went toe to toe with with no outside interference, John Moxley would just crush him. Uh, yeah. So, so that's my take. I just the the in ring just not connecting for me. Uh, I love the character, um, awesome on the mic, but uh, but yeah, I think John Moxley would would make short work out of this guy if uh, if they had a straight up fight. <sighs> Everybody always hating on my man MJF <laughs> and his faux his faux Burberry scarves and notebooks and all all the things. So I guess nothing left to do but get into uh, the Chick Foley Prediction Championship. All right, and, so Marco took the crown uh, last week at uh, yep. freaking Bobby Lashley. Smooth. The most important the most important match on the entire card. It was the first match. On the on the main show, and I was watching it with bated breath. Me and too. <laughs> Apollo Cruz could just not pull it off. So oh, we'll get started it's... for the next round of the uh, the Chick Foley Prediction Championship, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. And we're going to start at the top with the main event of All Out. Marco, who are you picking? AEW World Championship, John Moxley versus MJF. This is wow, right off the top, right? The, the Whoa, championship we're going, we're match, going, the very first pick. Jeez, oh, this is um this is stressful. We usually so, work our way up. I'm gonna say this. I do love Renee Young. Um but I think MJF is is winning this. I I, I think he's wow, he's just doing title the, the title's yeah. changing. It's it, Moxley had his he's had it for mm-hmm long enough and during this like pandemic era if you want to call it that it's i don't think there's much he can do um i think mjf is perfect for this type of environment uh john yeah. moxley's more of like a he needs a crowd chanting his name and all that stuff mjf could care less if people are chanting his name so um yeah i think that i think it's going to mjf the, the title it's gonna be a, like a crazy finish but he's taking it yeah, I got to go with MJF here too. I think he's going to create an awesome chase for the title because people are going to be wanting to get that off of him like oh, yeah. as as soon as possible because he's just going to be so smarmy and so just like disgustingly heelish with the title that people are going to be on his heels trying to trying to dethrone him. So I think his time is now. I think MJF is going to take the title. 
So I'm not competing, but I do got to chime in and say that both of you guys are insane. You're picking MJF, a guy who has never won anything of consequence in professional wrestling, to beat John Moxley, who in his former life was a Grand Slam champion in the WWE. Before that, was one of the most ruthless, extreme ass kickers in CZW, uh, and is now currently the longest reigning AEW champ in their short history. Okay, well, you know what else? AEW also said, we're going to be different. We're going to have champions. We're going to build new champions. And uh, so far, all they've done is take the former WWE superstars and make them the champion. So it's time that they freaking pay up and do what they said they were going to do and give us somebody that is not freaking WWE, like, raised and bred. Yeah. You know? We'll see. No. We'll see. I believe when I see it. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm all. I have no. I have nothing against Chris Jericho or John Moxley being the champion, but I'm just here to say that like it's time for them to, like I said, just pay up. Um, what's our what's our next match, dude? You started off hot. It's freaking. Up next, we got the AEW World Tag Team Championship: Kenny Omega and Adam Page defending against FTR. Uh, I'm picking first on this one. Yeah. Okay. I got to go with FTR, dude. I think the the end of Kenny and Adam is near, and I think it's going to be great. I think it's time for Kenny to actually get, um, you know, get his cleaner run, be his heel self. Um, Adam Page is going to be this like you know empathetic baby face. Um, I think I think FTR is going to get the win clean. I don't think it's going to be. Kenny and Adam imploding in the middle of the match because that would take away from FTR winning. I want to see FTR go over strong um, so that they can kind of like establish themselves as like, you know, noteworthy tag champions. Uh, But after the match, I can totally see uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page just like having a complete fallout. But I'm going with FTR is going to take the titles. Marco? Yep, same here. FTR is definitely going to take it. Um, Definitely Kenny Omega's going to be the heel out of the out of the two a lot of there's been a lot of rumors of him bringing back the cleaner gimmick yeah um, isn't he listed on the website as the cleaner like kenny the cleaner on yeah, their so AEW website that could happen um the other rumors are you know uh, that like crazy faction that's going to happen with um with telly ftr and possibly hangman um mm-hmm. and um um sean spears being kind of like the four horse like the newer four horsemen um yeah. there's that angle too as well like he he loses and then they like take him under his or Tully takes him under his wing and he becomes that fourth member of that that stable that Tully has so um, that's a possibility as well but um yeah no definitely FTR they're 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 due they're they're the, probably one of the best tag teams yeah in the Dude, world why would they why would they have like rolled the freaking Brinks truck up to the F- FTR if they weren't gonna make them the tag oh, yeah. champion. I mean, yeah. like it, they definitely deserve it. They yeah. they deserved it in WWE. You know, they deserved a proper run. So hopefully, they get it here in AEW. What's your two cents, Seth? Uh, yeah, I think FTR is going to take it. The Kenny and Adam are just clearly not on the same page. And uh, I, even though I think you know they are a better team than FTR, uh, I, I think they're dropping the belts. They already gave us one match of the year candidate against the Young Bucks. This one's got the uh, potential to be just as good. But I think FTR is walking away with those championships. Mhm. All right, next match. All right, up next we got the AEW Women's Championship. Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida mm-hmm. defending against Thunder Rosa, who's actually the NWA Women's Champ right now. All right, Marco. Oh, the first. Jeez. Um This one's tough. Um so it's not if 
if Sheeta wins, she's not winning the NWA women's title, right? No. Uh-uh. Uh, no. Yeah, they didn't say that, right? Um no. Huh. I don't see many t- – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Sheeta winning. I think she retains. Um, I don't think every title is going to change. Um, during the, I mean, it could be wrong. They could all change, but I don't think uh, – They'll let the NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa, who is awesome, by the way. If you guys didn't, if that was the first time you ever seen her on AEW, definitely watch like the go on YouTube, search NWA Power, and watch her matches on there. She's 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 awesome. Uh, she's really good. Um, but yeah, no, definitely Sheeta. I'm going to uh, Sheeta to retain the uh, AEW Women's Championship. Yeah, I got to go with Sheeta too, simply because I can't imagine that they're going to bring in another company's champ and let them. Um, you know, beat their current, their current champ. And I mean, it's not like, you know, Thunder Rosa can go and like take the AEW title to NWA. Obviously NWA is on a little bit of a hiatus right now, but, um, but still, you know, to bring somebody else in as that champ and like have them beat your current champ. I don't see it happening. So I think Sheeta retains. All right. Up next, the Mimosa Mayhem match. We got Chris Jericho going up against the OC freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I got to go with my man Orange on this. I think, first of all, just the the visual of somebody being dunked into a giant vat of mimosas, like the only person that's going to make that like so entertaining is Chris Jericho. I mean, he's just going to be flailing around, acting like he's drowning in the mimosas, complaining that his ring gear cost a million dollars, you know, and it's just going to be so great to see, um, to see that happen. And I don't, I don't know how it happens, um. I think they can also, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be dunked into the mimosa. It's pin or submission or the mimosa, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, but I I mean, somebody's going to end up in that tank. I can't imagine them rolling in a big tank of mimosas and nobody's going to get thrown into it. So I'm going to go with my man, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I was, was, again, playing tennis with this one, going back and forth. Um, Obviously, it's Chris Jericho on the big stage on a pay-per-view. Um so I'm thinking he's going to get the win, but it's Orange Cassidy, and I know um, he's being billed as one of the main stars in in AEW. He is like probably the most over person there, um, as far as uh, faces go. Um, so definitely, I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy based on that. The other part of that too is if, if MJF does win, Orange Cassidy would be like the perfect protagonist to MJF, like total opposites of each other if you look at it like the orange you take orange cassidy as a guy going after the AEW title and mjf just as like ruthless like like businessman type of guy and then orange cassidy just as like laid back like millennial type that doesn't really care about things at all that'd be like it'd be it'd be interesting um storyline if they did it correctly so i'm gonna go with orange cassidy and it's gonna catapult him to superstardom because Man, it looks like this prediction championship is probably going to come down to like one match too. Probably be the the battle royal. We got to pick. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to come. <laughs> Definitely. Royal. And what if neither one of us picks the winner? That's going to be, you know. All right, next match. Yes, yeah, so next match. This will be the big tiebreaker: the twenty-one man casino battle royal uh, for a future shot at the AEW championship. Sheena, who are you picking? Man, so if my prediction is right, that MJF is going to. Um, win the AEW championship. Obviously, I, th- I think a, a babyface has to win the battle royal. Well, it's kind of they're all kind of all heels, right? They're all heels in the in the battle royal. Um, I'm gonna have to go with. 
I'm going to kind of go out on a limb here, dude. And I think maybe Eddie Kingston is going to win the battle Royal. Huh? I don't know. I'm kind of into him. I know everybody was like, you know, kind of polarized on this guy, but I like him. Huh? So I'm going to go with Darby, Darby Allen. I think he's a, I think he's, he's a dark horse. Yeah. He's a dark horse and, and all that. He's, he's up against a bunch of Jack dudes too, as well. He's like the smallest guy there. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Eddie, actually, you know what? No, no, I'm going to go with Darby. I think Darby's going to win. I was going to say Eddie Kingston, but we'll go opposites on this one. We're gonna, I'm going to go with Darby. I think he's there. He's their third. He's their third, like uprising star that they're trying to get out there. So yeah, Darby's the man, dude. I love yeah. Darby Allen. Who would That's you a think? Safe so pro wrestling 101, we got a battle Royal and there's still uh, some TBD participants. So I'm picking yeah. to be determined to win this. I think, wow. uh, wow. we're going to get some kind of surprise where there's somebody making a debut or somebody making a, uh, a return or just an unannounced appearance. I think it's going to be one of the, uh, the TBD combatants that come in and win this thing. You think I don't think we can like, pick that though, right? We can't pick a TBD person. Well, Is I guess if you're, not, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not competing for the championship, you can do whatever the hell you want. Look at it's your true. history. Last year it was TBD. Adam Page was a surprise entrant, and sure enough, Adam Page won this thing. So yeah, he's going to double down on that. Yeah. What if uh, what if Rusev comes in? Oh and, man, wow! And makes a uh, a debut here on AEW, or what if Mike Tyson returns? Anything could happen in this battle royal. That's true. All right now, it's I mean we we have our picks, and that's it. That's fine. Yeah, with Darby. Moving forward. All right. So up next, uh, we got an eight man tag, which you know, AEW seems to really love these. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's an eight man tag every single week. We're going to see the dark order <laughs> going up against uh, Matt Cardona, Scorpio sky and the natural nightmare. Sheena, you go first. I mean, I got to go with a dark order on this one. I can't imagine that Matt Cardona, Scorpio sky, and the natural nightmares are going to, are going to pull this one off. I I'm picking the, the dark order for this. Yeah. Same here. Dark order. He just won the title. He's not, they're not losing yeah. this match at all. All right, up next, we got a Broken Rules match with the loser leaving AEW. And uh, they didn't get real specific, but yeah. it sounds like this is going to be a last man standing match, just, just with a different name. It's yeah. going to be Matt Hardy going up against Sammy Guevara. Marco, you go first. Mm. Oh, man, <clears throat> this one's hard because if you want to take real life things like allegations and stuff like that, Sammy Guevara could be <laughs> leaving That's AEW. That's true. That um, is true. If you want to put that into play. But if you want to go kayfabe and just go like wrestling terms, mm-hmm. Matt Hardy is probably leaving. So I'm going with Sammy Guevara. Um, he's the fourth superstar that they have that they're that they're building. So yeah, def- definitely Sammy. Um, Marco's got his hierarchy of AEW. He's our. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm keeping so track of all their like their like bread, like the guy that are homegrown stars there, and not really homegrown, but obviously they're in the independence. Yeah. Stuff like that, but like the guys that are like known for AEW, not WWE before. Um, yeah, no, def- definitely Sammy. I think he's, I think he's winning. I think it's a, uh, it's his coming out party. Um, you're going against one of the legends. Um, it's, uh, I yeah, mean, he's it's a- called a broken rules match, so it's got to be Matt Hardy, right? I, I'm going with Matt Hardy on this one. I mean, literally, the, stipula- the stipula- wow. stipulation is broken, so it's got to be Matt Hardy. All right. All right. Up next, we have the uh, the match for the number one contendership for the tag team championship. The Young Bucks going up against Jurassic Express. So I'm going with I'm going with the Bucks on this one. I think you know if if 
FTR wins the tag championships, uh, obviously the Bucks are going to get that number one contendership because that's the match we all want to see. We want to see the Bucks versus FTR, and I think this is how they're going to give it to us. Yeah, same here. No, no argument with that. Definitely, uh, Young Bucks taking it. I do love Jurassic Express, but I don't want to see them face FTR for the titles at all. So. Yeah, I love Jurassic Express too. Like they're one of my favorite like groups on on AEW. But if we're talking about like somebody going up against FTR, it's going to be the Bucks, dude. Yeah. And up next, uh, last but not least, we have what's uh, expected to be the first female cinematic match in pro wrestling history. We're going to see Britt Baker going up against Big Swole in a tooth and nail match. Marco, you go first. Um, Britt Baker, if it's a tooth and nail match, obviously, and she's coming off of that injury and all that stuff. So, and she's obviously one, she's probably their biggest star right now next to, uh, next to Jericho. Like she, she's put herself out there. She's been cutting, even though she hasn't been performing in the ring, her promos have been awesome. The, the, the segments that they've done with her, like the little cinematic ones that they've done to her training and stuff like that. Stuff with Tony Schiavone, like, no, she's, she's definitely winning this. Yeah, there's no way Britt Baker is not winning this match. It's her it's her comeback. She's yeah. 100% their biggest female star. Um, most charismatic female they have on the entire roster. So she is going to go over Big Swole in this tooth and nail match. And I'm really curious as to what it's going to look like, how it's going to go down, and how, how AEW is going to pull off um, another. Their, their cinematic matches so far have been good. I've enjoyed like their you know their stadium stampede match and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So I'm curious to see how they how they handled this one. But yeah, Britt Baker's going over. All right. Well, that wraps up all out predictions, man. I just feel like when, when is our next pay-per-view? We got a few weeks, right? Surely uh, after this, we got clash of the champions. C- clash of the champions. Clash of champions. I think clash that's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, late, it's like the 27th. Oh my God, that's not not that far away. So anyway, wow. Um, So that wraps up Inside the Squared Circle. Let's go ahead and jump outside the Squared Circle. This segment is sponsored by Collar and Elbow, our buddies over there. They're awesome. The shirts are so super soft. You can use code CHICK for 10% off your order. Um, Outside the Squared Circle, we did have some sad news. Mauro Ranallo is leaving WWE. He's had some some bouts with, you know, um, depression. I think it was was depression, right, that... um, before he left Twitter and he was getting a bunch of heat and, you know, he's just had some really hard, like, you know, mental, mental health problems. Um, and I wish him the best. Uh, I freaking love Mara Ronaldo. He's just like the voice of NXT. He's so freaking awesome. Um, and I'm sad to see, sad to see him go. Do you think, um, you think he's going to take another wrestling job? You think we've seen all we're going to see of him in the wrestling world? What, what do you think's next for, for Mara? Marco, I guess I should address Marco. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think he's going to take a break. I don't think you'll see him in any other um, organization calling any matches or anything like that. Um, he's he's had his bouts with mental illness and you know depression and things like that. Um, it's 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 been a thing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the funny thing was uh, all I seen was on Twitter was how great that match would have been on Tuesday if Mara was calling it. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's a, the and then when he is calling it, people like say, "Oh my god, he talks too much" and all this stuff. So like, it, it's he he, he lose lose for for for. Yeah, Marlo, he's but, like, he is 
a little bit over the top, but I would rather somebody be like that and be like super enthusiastic than just like, you know, want, 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 you know, I think he, I think he does a good job. I mean, there are times when you're just like, okay, Mara, like literally it was just a suicide dive. You don't have to, you don't have to like (laughs) freak out. Yeah. You don't have to freak all the way out. Um, but I mean, he, he's definitely incredible at what he does. So super sad to see, uh, Mara leave WWE. Um, speaking of leaving WWE, Brock Lesnar is a free agent. Um, I can't imagine him showing up anywhere else. I think this is just like his contract was over. Like it's kind of the COVID season. There's nobody coming to see Brock Lesnar. So I think he's just going to kind of be on like retainer, if you will, um, until WWE is ready to, ready to bring him back. So, um, what do you think? Do you think think he's just kind of waiting or do you think he's like going to make a move to go somewhere else? Marco. UFC. He's definitely has some fights lined up. Um, you think so? Yeah, he's that the John Jones is calling him out. A lot of guys are calling him out already. So I think he's gonna he's gonna have another fight there at some point. That's a match that, everyone wants to see to, too. Is Brock going to UFC? Um, it's possible. I think the biggest money thing you could do right now is is go fight John Bones Jones. But yeah. it's a lot of red tape to cut through there. Um, both of those guys have had their fair share of issues with the USADA as far as uh, staying clean for drug testing goes. Um, you know, I'd be cool with these guys taking it to taking it to Saudi or taking it to Dubai or something and just saying, screw the drug test. Let's just have a, you know, a unsanctioned MMA fight between these oh, guys. Uh, people would pay God. to see it. You know, the, the people that care about seeing these guys fight, I think could really, you know, give a care less about, um, if these guys are, you know, a hundred percent clean or not. So let's just see them go at it. You know, uh, uh, John Jones is arguably the best MMA fighter ever. Um, and now he's, you know, comfortable at the heavyweight level. So even though he'd still be giving up some size to Brock Lesnar, he's, he's gotten a lot bigger from, you know, kind of when he was in his heyday and, and I could see it going down, but as far as wrestling goes, um, you know, never say never in wrestling, but I would just, I really can't see Brock showing up in AEW or back in, uh, back in new Japan. I think it's just a matter of time before we see him back in a WWE ring. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely not. I I thought about that a lot. I was like, yeah, he's definitely not going to AEW. <clears throat> there's, there's there's nothing for him there. He'd have to be like the most dominant person, and I don't think they're going for that type of aspect. Like he's like the marquee like main person. Like they'd have to center AEW around him, and I don't think that's something that they would want to do. Um, yeah, just off totally off topic. I was watching um uh UFC Fight Pass. They have kind of it's like the network for the UFC. Um. And has nothing to do with Brock Lesnar or John Jones, but I, I was watching the fight with uh because they have like a live feed and they had the fight with um Conor McGregor's return fight against Donald Cerrone. Um and he beat him in like a, like in the first round by breaking his nose with his shoulder. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I watched that live. That was insane. Like I I mean I watch it live too, but like watching it again, like he won the fight with his shoulder. Like he didn't throw a punch or a kick. Well obviously he punched the crap out of him when he was down, but like he broke his nose with his shoulder, like just shoulder thrust. Mm. It was mm. insane. Just, just yeah, while getting we're on, while we're on the MMA kick. I still want to see Connor and Khabib go head to head again. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's that rematch. Yeah, that that has to. That's. I mean, he kind of retired. Quotation yeah. marks. And oh yeah, I was Connor, gonna say. Everybody focused back. on. Uh, everybody focused on Connor losing that match or that fight, but you know he was the only person that ever went around against Khabib. So yeah, I think he'd give him a run for his money now that he got a little taste of it. Yeah, they all like the cooler heads. Hopefully, prevailed because that fight got a little, got a little gangster at the end with the jumping over the cage and the whole brawl that happened and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they fight again. That'd be awesome. But yeah, we got on a 
We might have to do a UFC, a chick full of UFC podcast or MMA podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be our spinoff. Um, Ray Mysterio, sadly at payback, he tore his triceps. Um, and so he's going to be out for a considerable amount of time, which really sucks. And I think it was like a couple years ago, he tore his biceps, um, like before WrestleMania. And I, I'm just like, dude, I mean, he's not a spring chicken anymore. I mean, he can still go in the ring. We've seen it, but at what point are you just like, man, I'm tired of having my arms sewn back together and sewn back on. And, you know, he's like, he's like the, you know, Dolly from, uh, or Sally from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I feel like he's just like stitched, <laughs> stitched together at this point. So unfortunately, uh, Ray is going to be out for for an extended period of time. Um, speaking of being gone, Netflix cancels the big shows, big show or whatever the hell that show was called. Show I, show. I, yeah, I didn't watch a single episode, which I guess is why it was probably canceled. But <laughs> did, it, did either of you get to watch the big, the big show show? Negative. Uh, so sorry. Sorry, big show. We definitely let you down. I'm a Mark. I think, you know, I've never like been a huge big show fan, um, in the ring, but like everything I've ever heard about big show is like a, just a human. He's just like a super awesome Super awesome dude. So I hate that his his show got canceled on Netflix. Um, WWE signed six former Evolve talents: Josh Briggs, Anthony Green, Joe Gacy, Brandy Lauren, Lauren, yeah, Brandy Lauren, and Kurt Stallion. Um, and then Jake Clemens, a referee, is also going to be signed. So Marco, are you familiar with a lot of these guys? I'm I'm definitely not. <clears throat> yeah, some of them. Um, definitely, uh, Brandy Lauren. She was actually in that photo. The um the hot tub with uh oh with, yeah, uh, yeah 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 she's 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 been in there she's been a she's been at NXT for a little um in and out um but yeah she's she, yeah she's in the photo the the Triple H in the Archer of Infamy in the hot tub photo there nice um but yeah they're they're all I, I figured this was gonna happen anyway with it when they uh when they took on Evolve yeah um, when they pretty much bought them out um hopefully the other talents that they have. Um, I was going to say they, they let all those other people go and now they're signing like the, the evolve people, you know, they let like their actual roster go at, right before COVID started. Now they're signing like, you know, new people. So yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, I, I would think, I mean, they're probably going to be more involved with the NXT brand um, where the NXT brand is, even though it doesn't seem like it, it is kind of thin um, from a talent perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people that they don't, I mean, obviously they, they don't use that to, you don't see on TV, uh, but from week to week, you pretty much see the same people having matches. So um, yeah. I'm glad they actually signed mostly. Yeah. Anthony Green's awesome. Josh Briggs. Uh, he's great. Brandy Lauren's awesome too, as well. Um, hopefully they take on more uh, of the ladies that are in um, Evolve as well. But uh, yeah, yeah we'll, you know, we'll, you know, AEW is just like, stop soaking up all the, all the women <laughs> talent. We need, we need some ladies. Um, um Speaking of ladies, Renee, uh, Renee Young talked about why she went on an interview this week and talked about why she left WWE. She kind of opened up. Uh, did you hear about this, Marco? No, I actually didn't look. I, I No, I didn't look this up for some reason. I figured it was just like a mutual. Hopefully it isn't like any bad. Yeah, I mean, it was like, blood. you know, I'm doing quote fingers here. It was, it was mutual. You know what I mean? But she definitely had a little bit of hard feelings um, when she got COVID, I guess, she announced it, you know, because they the talent in the ring was you're supposed to clear it with WWE before you and like if you 
got exposed, you weren't able to say anything, you know, like they were just going to like make you disappear off of TV and they're going to decide whether or not they announce it or whatever. But I guess the like announce team and stuff like that, they kind of have a little bit more freedom to, but she announced it on um, Instagram or social media or somewhere where she said, you know, great. Like my my show got canceled and now I've got COVID. Um, Apparently WWE was really pissed off about that. And then after she was like in recovery, like in quarantine, like, you know, other stars, like individual people reached out to her to be like, you know, I hope you're doing okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, but WWE as like a company, like never reached out to like see how she was doing. Um, and then again, obviously they canceled Talking Smack. Um, and then she said ever since it was just really awkward too, like when um, Moxley left, you know, or, you know, Dean Ambrose, when yeah. he left, it, it was like really like an awkward thing because they just kind of like wrote him off and act like he never even existed you know so that kind of that kind of just rubbed her the wrong way so she kind of opened up and talked about that i forget the name of the podcast that she did the interview on but yeah the, the information's out there she kind of like did a little bit of opening it was on uh, sportsillustrated.com ah sportsillustrated.com it was, in, so. it was in jericho's podcast right because that's what pretty much every <laughs> that's where everybody <laughs> wwe star goes is jericho he, he knows how to open people up he's like you know tell me all the things you hate about wwe um <laughs> but um aew ranked on tv guides 100 best shows on tv right now so that's pretty exciting to have yeah, a wrestling pretty, show in the 100 best shows on TV. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't get to look up what what number they rank, but just them just being acknowledged as one of the 100 best uh, shows on TV right now shows that they do have an audience and people are watching it. TV, it's I didn't know TV guide still existed first and foremost. Yeah, that's what I, was about to I don't. Guide. I don't think it's like an actual guide. <laughs> I think it's more of an e guide at this well, yeah. point. I don't um, think your grandma's sitting around with like, you know, her little book, like, little, yeah, like, oh, like full house, ca- like cast on the front, like ding. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you get the uh, nitro stars on the, the special collectors editions of those. Or we the, had that as our random merch wrong. one time. We had, we had some TV guides as on, as our wrestling random merch. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. I think uh, Bar- Bishop talks about that on the show. I think, I think they did it first and then WWE kind of copy them afterwards with I think they had a series too they have like mankind and stone cold WWE never Girl, steals yeah. ideas what are you talking about that's a, that's a ridiculous that is that's true Shivani talked about it because uh when that was it was either late 98 or early 99 it was when the Monday Night Wars were really kind of at their heyday like wrestling TV ratings were really like peak level yeah and uh you know also at that time TV guide was like you know the number one magazine in the world you know it was right there by the cash register at basically every grocery store in Walmart yeah and it really yeah. was a huge deal like being on the cover of the TV guide and uh the way they did it they had four covers I think it was Hogan and Goldberg on two and then I want to yeah. say it was Austin and either Sable or China was on the other one and uh, Shivani was talking about how, you know, just WCW didn't have their shit together because WWE blew out all the publicity on it. Like they were it was all over the place on Raw that, you know, Austin was on the cover of TV Guide. And I don't think there was ever even a mention on Nitro about uh, Goldberg and Hogan being on the cover. It just kind of oh, went by damn. the wayside. And he just kind of <laughs> used that as another piece of evidence for, you know, why WCW went downhill so quickly after after they peaked. Awful. How much do you, how much do you think Tony Khan paid TV Guide to get on that list? I'm just kidding. I really enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> I, think, I think it's, I think it's rightfully so. I think it's there. Um, but so that wraps up our outside the squared circle. We're going to get into everybody's favorite segment of the week. We have our go figure segment coming up. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, this 
segment is sponsored by our good friends over at Ringside Collectibles. You can use code Chickfoley on all your purchases and pre-orders to save 10%. Um, we're going to jump right into weekly purchases. Marco, what did you pick up this week? Well, um, so I finally, Super Shredder showed up. Um, stoked about that. Finally, yeah, it like, took, that figure's it took forever. Thick, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's it's insane. But they, it was like this giant box shows up, right? Open it up, and it's just I, I hate when places do that. They pick the biggest box, but then it's the smallest package inside. The oh, biggest Amazon! Box. Amazon is notorious for that. Was, yeah. There was nothing else. I mean, there was there was padding and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it, the figure is insane. It's it's super shredder. It's I mean, it's it's humongous. It's yeah, like it's, it won't it's, even fit. We have a little turtle shelf, and it's like too tall for our turtle shelf. Oh, you're gonna have to get a new one. To, I know, so you can recreate the scene of uh super shredder taking on the Ninja Turtles, but um. <laughs> I'm hoping they don't come with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, like figures for the Ninja Turtles because I'll that I'm not sure that's where the line will be drawn and all that stuff. Um, but speaking of that, they do have that pre order. I think it's tomorrow. Uh, the accessory set. Did you guys see that on the? Oh NECA store? my gosh! Yeah, and yes. the diorama also. Yeah, yeah, that looks so freaking awesome. It's got additional turtle head sculpts. It's got yep. like baby turtles. There's like yep. pizza. There's I mean so many things in there. And did you uh, you saw? Did you mention the diorama? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the the dioramas in there too, and that looks so cool. Like the photographers are gonna like lose their mind. That's so awesome. It, the the funny thing is, I was trying to order the baby turtles, but it won't let you do it. So I was like, why would they let? You? It was like it, this can't be delivered to your to your area. I'm like, what the hell? Really? But so I'm assuming they took the, the baby turtle set off because they added it to that oh. accessory set. So now you get the baby turtles and you get all that stuff. That makes sense that. because you have to, like now to buy the baby turtles. You have to buy the accessory. That, that set. accessory yeah. set. Yeah, they know so, how to get you. Um, yeah, we. I've contemplated a few times, like pulling the trigger on those baby turtles. I'm like, you don't need those freaking baby turtles, but they are so cute. I just the love baby. them. I just want to like snuggle them. Their little faces are so cute. They're in the movie when he tells the origin. When he sees, he scoops up the baby turtles. <laughs> that's how um, I want to spend my elder days, just scooping up baby turtles. Not, <laughs> that's my retirement plan. Um, other than that, I. Nothing's coming to my right. The only other thing would obviously the fig tees came in. That was pretty awesome seeing those in person. Uh, fig tees UK did a really, really awesome job with those there. So obviously those will be going out. Um, the only other thing is non wrestling related uh, since work from home now, because no one's going back to work to like next year uh, to an actual physical place. I had to order those. I have Xfinity. So I had to order those X5 pods. You ever hear they're like, uh-huh. um, they're like so basically it like enhances your Wi-Fi. So they come in they're three in a box and these little things you plug in throughout your house to give you Wi-Fi all throughout oh, nice. your house. So yeah. if there's any dead, like, dead spots, yeah, like it picks it up a little bit. And obviously with like we really don't watch cable anymore. Um so when I'm at home, kids are streaming Disney Plus and all this stuff. So that obviously eats up a lot of a lot of Wi-Fi. Um mm. another thing too, not to get too techie and too too intricate. So when you have a fan or an air conditioner blowing in a direction of a Wi-Fi signal, it actually blows it off. It actually disrupts the signal for Wi-Fi. I've never heard that. I'm, I'm obviously not tech savvy. I, found, I, I, found I, that I'm, out I'm married recently. to tech guy. This is like this is my tech guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, if you have like a fan, like say you have like a floor fan, where it was like Santa fans next to your router, and it's blowing, it actually it actually it disrupts the signal, so you don't get like your full Wi-Fi experience. Did not know that. Found that out recently. So that was you happening a lot too. So I was like, I'm not. yeah, so I have to, I had to order those pods. So now I have like one in my room. So when I'm working, 
I can I have like full Wi-Fi signal. I don't have to worry about anything getting interrupted. I have one like near the like the back of the house. So like if you go outside, you have like an amplified signal all in the backyard. So yeah, Marco's working, aka streaming WWE Network all day. Yeah, all I'm, day I'm, 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 I'm double working. I'm doing my actual job and doing this. <laughs> yeah, one doing the, the podcast just, job. I'm on Twitter. I'm freaking yeah, doing <laughs> all, the all over the place. All devices running at once, but. That's it. That's all. All the pickups I have. Just uh, what'd just you pick up, Seth? There. So we got the uh, the classic Hasbro Sergeant Slaughter. Um, slowly but surely piecing together our Hasbro and and Mattel retro collection. Oh, look! Marco is wearing. For those of you who can't see at home, Marco is wearing a Sergeant Slaughter T shirt. How nice. appropriate! Uh, we also got uh, the Bray Wyatt zombie statue. You know, we talked about those last week. So we're down to. We just need the Eric growing and. And Hulk Hogan. So if any of you guys out there got them, hit us up. Uh, we're definitely ready to, uh, to drop some uh, some bucks. Yeah, not the action figure. Those. These are our forever collectibles, like little statue gnomes. And then our friends at uh, Ringside, they hooked us up with the uh, the AEW scale ring with the Kenny Omega figure. The uh, the ring is awesome. One nice touch that they had. So it, it's, it's almost identical to the Wicked Cool Toys WWE rings that they've been putting out for the last uh, three or four years. I do like though that they had the attention to detail to change the turnbuckle shape. It's got the uh, the the wider turnbuckles um, as opposed to to what WWE uh, has on their ring. And then the Kenny Omega figure, it's it's a real step up from Series One. Uh, it does still have loose ankles mm-hmm. for those asking. So I don't know why, for whatever reason, all the Kenny Omegas that have rolled out so far have had really loose ankles. But the paint job really pops. Yeah. They got the correct hair color with the blonde highlights. Uh, it's just a really great figure. Um, so. If you've been on the fence for that set, it's expensive, but if and the, and the ring is huge, but if you do need a ring, um, it, it's high quality. I prefer the Wicked Cool Toys ring over the Mattel Elite Scale rings, and the Kenny Omega figure is just a really nice bonus. Uh, we got the Bret Hart Goldberg two pack, so uh, I was kind of lukewarm on that, which is really surprising because you know I consider myself the biggest Bret Hart fan ever. But having it in hand, it looks a lot better. The pink does pop. It's a lot darker uh, than it looked on the initial photos that we saw online. So it looks a little bit closer to that WCW Brett. And the Goldberg, I think, is the best Goldberg that's been released so far. Plus, it comes with a WCW US title. So that's very cool. And then also, uh, we got a light box. So it's kind of something I've been wanting for a while. I finally f- pulled the trigger on it. Uh, so you'll see a, you know, a step up in the... The professionalism on our videos. Uh, I'm going to get busy on recording some unboxing videos for uh, the Patreons. So I got a stack of figures in, in our figure room right now ready to go. And uh, we'll do some cool videos for that. Uh, Patreon exclusive. So another plug for that to, to join up. But th- that's what we got for this week. Oh, one more thing. Uh, we did get a Ultimate Warrior Custom Elite. So funny story. I found this thing for a pretty decent price on, uh, on eBay yeah, and ended up crazy. buying it. And then it turns out that it was actually one of the Chick Foley fam Patreons. Uh, Wayne St. Germain's actually the one that made it and sold it. You know, I posted it in the oh, group wow. and he was like, hey, I made that. So it's a, uh, it, you know, I, I, we threw up some pictures of it. It's a it's an elite figure, uh, but it's basically made to look like that. That series one Hasbro Ultimate Warrior with the white awesome. cowboy boots and the green trunks. Um, and I'm actually taking the next level. You know, I started talking with Wayne, uh, getting a little Facebook uh messenger action going and he gave me the paint that he used for the trunks so if you guys remember that series one ultimate warrior it randomly had a weight belt molded on it uh yep. rumor has it that it was originally going to be a permanently molded ic belt and then they just changed it to a weightlifting belt for whatever reason so 
I have on the way right now, ordered off eBay, uh, the weight belt that came with Elite 41 Ryback is on the way to my house. Wayne gave me the exact paint that he used on the trunks. I ordered some of that from Amazon. And Sheena is actually a pretty good uh, belt customizer. So I'm going to have her paint up that weight belt to uh, to match the trunks and, and throw that on that to just make it a really authentic uh, Series 1 awesome. uh, Hasbro Elite Ultimate Warrior. Uh, and that was it for us for weekly purchases. Awesome. So jumping into some ringside news, we saw a Walter Elite ringside exclusive. So oh my gosh, it looks so good. I mean, it's it's literally like you took Walter and just like shrunk him down into a figure. He looks yeah. he looks yeah. great. He comes with the NXT UK title. Um, again, it is ringside exclusive. It is up for pre-order right now. Obviously, use code Chick Foley to save 10% off your order. We also saw the Rock and Charlotte Ultimate Edition Series 6 uh, proto Im- images. And I think these look amazing. Like, I think the Charlotte, like, you know, we've we've talked about kind of like them not being able to nail female face scans um, all the time. But I feel like they did a really, really good job on this, on this Charlotte and Rock figure. What do you think, Marco? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. The uh, the Charlotte's awesome. Obviously, the Rock's awesome. I've seen a lot of people talk about they wish um, the other accessory for the Rock would have been like the sweatsuit. Or the uh, the workout suit that he had mm-hmm. with the uh, the black and white stripes going down the legs, like that that would have been a pretty cool accessory to have um, for like a cloth accessory. But um, nonetheless, it's probably the best one of the best rock figures out there, or the best um, Charlotte. The, sh- the face scans are top notch. Uh, the last one would the last one I can remember that was really good was um, Nia Jax. Like her head sculpts are mm-hmm. pretty accurate as well. Um, yeah, those. I know the Charlotte is it looks just like Charlotte. Like the the head sculpts that they have on there, even the pictures in person, it's probably going to look ten times better. Uh, but the pictures uh, probably don't do it any justice of what it's going to look like when you have it in hand. Um, super excited! I think the this Ultimate Edition Series uh, Six is probably the best that they've had so far. Next to that's, whatever. That's tough, man. They're all so um, they're all so damn good. What do you think about the Ultimate Edition Series Six, Seth? Yeah, they're great. The Rock is awesome. Um, it's not, nothing too crazy, but I think it is definitely the, the definitive Rock release we're going to have. Um, for the people complaining on the accessories, what I've been doing with the Ultimate Editions is kind of like I, I make the Ultimate Edition figure like my base figure, and you can kind of piecemeal together the accessories from other releases. I did that with the Triple H. Like for, uh, you know, I took the defining moments like jeans and denim jacket, and it, they look great throwing them on that, uh, that Ultimate Edition Triple H. So I'm probably going to do the same with the Rock because we've gotten the the workout shirt and, and, and track pants in previous releases. So um, I'm going to kind of consolidate the accessories from a few different rock figures and throw it on this ultimate edition. And then the Charlotte's awesome too. You know, I'm glad we're getting another Charlotte with a robe. The only other one we've gotten was uh, elite 54 with that blue robe um, for WrestleMania 32. So this one looks amazing. Uh, you really can't go wrong with the ultimate editions. And I, I think these things are going to be real collector's items a few years mm-hmm. from now. So if you want to, if you're somebody that's buying these figures to, to make some money off of them, uh, you can't go wrong loading up on the Ultimate Editions, especially if you look at some of the prices from the early Defining Moments figures. Um, so definitely recommend pre-ordering these. I know uh, The Rock, he's already up for pre-order on Amazon. I think they got a ship date of November 2nd or 3rd. So we're going to be getting these guys sooner rather than later. And I'm, I'm really excited for them. And I hope this line keeps going as long as possible. 
Yeah, for sure. I love I love the Ultimate Editions too. Um, we did see the Major Brothers, Matt and Brian. They're Super Seven figures. They showed the you know the prototype images of those. They look really really great. Um, I know a lot of people were complaining about the face scans. I didn't think the face scans were that bad. And I think some people were saying that Super Seven has like changed like from the prototype images. They've changed their face scans like from the proto like to the finished product before. So I mean, they if they need to tweak it, they probably will. Um, they are up for pre order on Ringside right now. You. Can use like i said use our code because they are they are spendy but these are going to be small batch figures so there's some people that were like you know balking at the price i think you have to realize like this is not mattel they're not like pumping out like a ton of these figures these are going to be a really niche product so it's it is going to be a little bit more expensive they're going to be releasing summer 2021 is when you can expect to have these figures in hand um which seems like far away but you know, just if you got the money, just put it down, forget about it. And then you'll get a, a package in the mail in the middle of summer next year. And you'll be like, oh, my God, wow, this is great. Um, <laughs> the thing I love most about these figures is that they actually come with action figures. So like, you know, the, the Matt and Brian come with action figures of Matt and Brian, which I think would be is, is a cool accessory for any of your action figures to have an action figure accessory. So that was one thing I was super, super hype about. Matt comes with some money. I think Brian, does he, is it a mask? Is that what's in his, um, he's got like a face mask or something. Yeah. That's um, what he wears in a uh, impact. He has like the, okay. Kind of like a, it's like a, honestly like a COVID type of mask. Yeah, but, I was um, going to say, I was like, is it because it's COVID season? <laughs> but well, yeah, so, so I remember, I think he, on one of the podcasts, he talked about that. Um, he wanted like a cool mask to be made for himself or obviously to go outside and shop and stuff like that. But he ended up using it as a part of, part his, of his like wrestling gear. gear. Cool. So now he, now it's his ring gear with the, uh, with the M on the front, which is, uh, which is really cool. I actually like his, I like, I like the name that he goes by. Like he calls himself the most professional wrestler which is mm-hmm. i don't know what it is about it but I, I just like that moniker i think it's it's pretty cool um there's like tons of different elements you can go with that type of thing but uh yeah no, i'm super excited about these figures they, i think they look really awesome um yeah they're like ultimate figures i mean they come with tons of accessories i mean um they come with like three different head scans two sets of hands again the figures the microphones uh matt comes with um you know money and dog tags and then brian comes with the the face mask and um i think he comes with dog tags too so yeah and they see there's pictures if you go to ringside there's pictures of the packaging too yeah Um, it's got like their symbols yeah the symbols and like the lightning bolts and everything and it's got the major wrestling figure podcast logo these look freaking awesome and i mean if anybody is deserving to have their own you know super seven action figures it's it's those guys what did you think about them, Seth? You think they're good? Yeah, they're great. You know, um, they also back there in Comic Con, they showed uh, some concept art of the Stomp and Paradise figures. I'm actually a little bit more excited for those than the uh, the Matt and Brian and wrestling gear figs. So I'm kind of supporting these just in the hopes that uh, they're successful enough that they can continue and get those Stomp figures out sometime. Uh, Super Seven definitely doesn't work in a hurry. I know everybody that pre-ordered the New Japan figures from them is seeing that, but. Everything they've shown as far as the uh, the concepts and prototypes and stuff look incredible. So I'm really excited. And, and like I said, if you're if you're a fan of wrestling figures, support these guys so they can keep pumping out more and more people that we're not going to get from Mattel's WWE line. I'm assuming these are in scale with WWE at least, yeah. right? If you look, uh, so Matt Cardona already got, uh, he got the prototype figure and posted it up next to some elites. And yeah, they're going to scale very nicely with, uh, with your AEW and WWE collections that you have. Awesome. So the WWE Elite 2 pack Goldberg and Brett that we mentioned earlier is also in stock at Ringside Collectible. So you can order that. 
Um, in other news, uh, WWE Macho Man Diamond version Funko Pop uh, was spotted on the Funko app. Doesn't have a release date as far as we know yet. Um, so that's super exciting. And then, oh, uh, Brandy is appearing on the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, or she did. Maybe I'm behind. So she did. So she, they did like a uh, they did like a like a special episode uh, with Brandy, and they interviewed her. It was like probably like 45 minutes to an hour almost. Oh, that's um, awesome! I can't. And wait they went through listen. like a whole uh, thing about like you know obviously the the little brand brand figure and was she was um, she kayfabe or was she being like herself? No, she was. She started off kayfabe and then she ended up. She was just joking around and stuff like that. But um, like they asked her like, oh, what other female um you know AEW figures are coming out? She was like, no, this is gonna be the only one. She was like, that's why it's <laughs> gonna be in high demand. Is this is gonna, this is gonna be the only female figure from uh, AEW? But she was just joking. She was like, no, there's definitely gonna be other ones. Um, but she wants to get herself in more uh more waves. As well, she said, like, yeah, I heard her talking about that when she was talking to Tony. She was like, you know, I'm going to be I'm the first women's AEW action figure and I'm yeah. going to be the second women's. AEW yeah, exactly. Figure. She did. She did mention that as well. Uh, but she did say there are going to be other ones that are that are coming out. Uh, the main thing she also talked about um, referees, because Matt Cardona brought up the fact that, like, there's not a, not a lot of referees you see, like, being sold or distributed, mm-hmm. like in like the elites or anything like that. So she did say they are going to make referees. That's going to be a part of the AEW unrivaled line. So I think it's see. so funny that like AEW, they just take such pride in the fact that they utilize their referees. Cause I mean, I never, I mean, I'll be really honest. I never really like pay that close of attention to the referee, but they, yeah. they, they act like the referee is such like a vital part of like the storytelling and like yeah, all makes of sense. that kind of stuff, you know? Um, yeah. Which, yeah, I can see it makes sense, but it's just something I've never really thought of. I mean, obviously you have your, your, Notable, notable referees over you know WWE history, yeah. but at the same time, it's just like I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like it's that that big of a deal. But it's something that they always bring up. Like referees matter here yeah, here, no. in, here in AEW. You know, <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's definitely true. But uh, I think it was more or less like just to get them in the line, so like you can use you know referees for like the the fig photographers and stuff like that out there. So you're not using. Like a you know using Stone Cold with a referee shirt to referee a match. Yeah, you get like Ref Aubrey or whatever her name is. Yeah, I mean that it's super exciting. If I was her, I'd want my own figure too. But she and she did like a photo shoot when they were doing like the heels photo shoot. Like yeah. she put on her on her Instagram. Like I was so excited to be included. You know, like I would have never got included if I worked for another company. Yeah. Um, true. Speaking of the AEW figures, Chick Foley has a brand new social media friend. We got Jeremy Padauer on the Chick Foley. Yeah. train yeah he follows us on twitter and instagram he was messaging you know marco on twitter and myself on instagram so that was super super awesome to be able to connect with him so yeah jeremy jeremy padauer is team chick foley so love 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 that um that is all for go figure we are going to jump into quarantine and chill um i'm gonna let seth take over this segment really quickly for quarantine and chill we're gonna talk about uh i'll be right back all right, Marco. So we're going to talk about quarantine and chill. This is where we make recommendations on uh, kind of stuff that's not necessarily, you know, pay-per-views or any other in-ring content. So take it away for this week. Yeah. So um, I've been watching, obviously, because it's wrestling related, everything. I haven't watched anything non-wrestling except for, uh, like I said, UFC. I've been watching other UFC Fight Pass stuff, uh, which is pretty cool because you can, you know, definitely recommend it if you um, if you haven't already, if you're an MMA fan. Uh, you get to see all the 
pretty much all any other company that existed besides like Bellator is on UFC Fight Pass. So um, nice. you get to watch like um, you get to watch like all the old Ultimate Fighter episodes and stuff like that. Uh, the team, the team ones that they had. You get to watch uh, WEC if you remember that. That was more like the lower, oh, like the like the, the featherweights, the flyweights, cage fighting. Yeah, it was like it was it was yeah it was it was mainly it was, didn't really have any heavyweights. It was mainly like the the smaller guys featured more than anything. Um, it has all those. Um, it has Pride FC. It has all all that stuff. So definitely go back and watch. You can watch the old. Um, all those old matches from like the early 2000s and stuff like that, which is pretty, uh, pretty cool. So does um, it have like the original uh, UFC on there? Yeah, it has. Uh, yeah, it has. So, so they engulf like a lot of different uh, organizations as well. And stuff. Yeah. So you can watch like UFC one all the way up to UFC 200 something, whatever they have now. Yeah. Cause um, I remember, uh, I remember we used to really get into that when I, when I was a kid, I remember my dad, like, you know, getting those VHS and stuff from the store when it was, you know, no weight classes and, it was basically like King of the Ring style. It'd be like an eight man tournament and they do it all in one yeah. night and everything. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was crazy. There was one, um, I forget what year, I'm, I'm going to have to find it because I, I, I want to rewatch it. There was one that was on uh, my birthday's on December 31st and they had a, a early UFC tournament on my birthday. And nice. I remember watching it and it ran until like almost, I think like three or four in the morning. It like started yeah, like, I like any rounds or any, any kind of no, time. And it was just it was literally just like a, a one night tournament. Yeah, um, I remember watching it like I think it was like nine or ten. It started and didn't it last until like January first. Like, I remember <laughs> staying up like watching. I think like uh, Hoist Gracie was in it. I think it might have been one of the ones he won actually, um, which is pretty cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and actually check the date because um, I remember watching that. But neither here yeah. nor there. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know when the next time we'll talk about this. So I'll, I'll mention it also. So I remember. Uh, my dad got the tape for me and my brother of uh, Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock going head to head for the oh first time. And we were That's so hyped for this, thinking that it was going to be, you know, this, this crazy <laughs> clash of the Titans. And I just remember, I think Hoist Gracie, like, just, you know, basically wrapped him up and just kind of laid on him and tied him up for like 30 minutes. You know, you <laughs> <laughs> we kept waiting. And where I just, I just remember as, you know, I think I was maybe nine years old, just looking around like, all right. Let's go, guys! And, no, it was just literally just Hoist Gracie slowly choking the life out of him. As a grown-up, I can appreciate the uh, the technique he used, but yeah. I remember my disappointment as a kid. I was so excited to see this tape, and uh, yeah, it definitely <laughs> let me down a little bit. All right, what you got? Anything else for quarantine and chill? Yeah, so we had um, so uh, over the weekend they had the um, the WWE Day of series that they have going. So they did uh, SummerSlam twenty fifteen. Um, and it pretty much featured Seth Rollins through the whole thing, and our, all and uh, and John Stewart and that whole thing with him and John Cena and all that stuff, um, which is pretty cool just to see the behind the scenes stuff. But then you got a glimpse of uh, um, Seth Rollins. Obviously, he wore, wore the all white at that um, that yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah, I saw that clip. Um, the clip of Brie Bella saying, "Hey, you kind of look like a Messiah in that in that in that white getup," and he's like, "Yeah, I do kind of look Jesus like, right?" So like. A lot of people are just saying, like, what? Well, I mean, I, myself, I was like, that's why the the Bella Twins are in the Hall of Fame right now because yeah. they pretty much they put that gimmick seat. on them like years ago, and they said, "Dude, you look like a messiah. You look like you could be like the messiah of wrestling if you wanted to be." He's yeah. like, "Yeah, you know what? I really do look like I." He's like, "Kind of like that Jesus look. Yeah, I could see that." Yeah. And they kind of like a little bit. Go, they go on a little bit longer with it. Like, yeah, that could that might work. He's like, "Huh?" So like, obviously, I'm not sure if they look back at that. They're like, "Holy crap!" You. You're the Messiah now. Let's that's your new gimmick. 
Brie Bella was <laughs> was yeah, writing the thing. It was pretty funny seeing that four years earlier. I, I got a kick out of just seeing like the little interactions they showed with him and Becky from back then. Yeah, that was that was kind of like yeah. You get, I'm not sure if they were like really into each other at that point, but you kind of see like it, it, it. You know, he was he was doing his thing. He was just being like the the cool guy, just like you know, hey, what's going yeah, it's on, just, ladies? It's just funny to see it. Yeah, and he's like looking for a hair tie too, which is kind of funny. He's like, I need a white hair tie. And he's like looking through the like the the buckets and all that stuff of <laughs> I'm like yeah. it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so onto that was a lighter, funnier thing. Onto the heavier aspect. Did you watch this? The WWE Chronicle with uh, I saw Strowman. I saw some of the highlight clips of it, but oh, I, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Yeah, I thought the uh, I thought the Jeff Hardy um, one was pretty pretty rough. Like if you watch a Jeff Hardy one, he talks about like his like him going through his battle and addiction, and like it, he t- he he talks about some stories that that happened when he was like you know he would end up in jail or you know it's, there was one story he talked about where he he was so drunk one night he passed out on his front porch and um his daughter comes out and brings him like a blanket and, you know, pillows. It's like, you know what? I'm, I'm your best friend, daddy, even though, you know, other people don't see you that same way. So like that was kind of heavy, but yeah. then you go to Braun Strowman and his is, his is pretty heavy too. I wasn't expecting him to talk about uh, his subjects. Uh, if you've seen the clips, he talks about, you know, he pretty much talked about taking his own life at, at one point, yeah, it's crazy. Um, which like it, it's, you know, you think like a guy like that, like, a big guy like that, do you think he has like you know he's just strong willed, head on his shoulders, stuff like that? Like nothing bothers him. He's you know he knows what he wants, but doesn't matter how big you are. It's I mean mental illness can get the best of you. It doesn't you know big or small, it'll get to you. And uh, just seeing him do that, him relating that way, I think it, it drew me in a little bit more because you know if you, I have a lot of friends that deal with that stuff. I myself, I deal with it sometimes too. So like just seeing him speak on that stuff and like. Him and him being in that position he's in, and him going through the same things we would as just you want to say normal people was right. really eye opening too. And uh, I, I I respect him even more for actually him saying that and actually him bringing it out. And, you know, he didn't have to talk about things like that, but he he did. And like I said, I have way more respect for Braun Strowman than ever after watching that. But yeah, definitely recommend watching that if you get the chance. Um, have definitely have a box of Kleenex next to you because it. It is a little. <laughs> he does pull at your heartstrings a little bit. He is a big guy, but he he's a he's a softy at the same time, and um, just him going through the emotions and stuff like that. Um, it, it it's it's really telling. But but yeah, those definitely those two. If you want to like, if you want to start off with that and be sad, but then watch the uh, SummerSlam twenty fifteen and make you happy again. Yeah, it was <laughs> that's what I recommend. Show. Really good show. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got one recommendation. So uh, it's a podcast called Boom Bust. It's uh, it's by The Ringer, who I'm, I'm a big supporter of pretty much anything that they put out. Um, it's about HQ. So I don't know if you guys remember uh, the app that was really big in 2018. It was it was basically like a live game show where you could go on and you actually won cash money on your phone if you played it. Yeah, I remember that. Um, it really it took off like crazy, you know, and then it kind of flamed out within a span of about eight months and. It's a it's a it's a serialized podcast, so it's just you know it's little episodes. It's n- it's nine episodes, and that's it. Um, pretty easy listen. None of the episodes are longer than about thirty five minutes or so, and uh, so it focuses on HQ, but it really also kind of just talks about culture nowadays with things going viral and getting really really popular, and then burning out just as fast, and and why that happens, and some of the uh, some of the after effects of it. So. Definitely recommend it. It's it's fun listening. It's easy to get through. Um, but yeah, boom bust by the ringer. Definitely recommend checking that out. And with that, uh, we will head on to our next segment where we're going to talk about 
random merch of the week. All right, Marco, you picked out our random merch this week. Tell us about it. All right, so I was perusing through eBay, which I which I normally do just to see what's uh what's going on out there, what kind of weird things I can find. Um, this isn't a really a weird thing. It's so like I think I brought this up on uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. So when they when WWE or slash WWF would um, release like their Coliseum home videos, they would do these like weird promotions where they would just like you know I think one of them was like a I think it was like a um, like a lunch basket or something like that, or some, some type of weird thing with like, with the Royal Rumble Coliseum uh, logo on it. Um, they would just do these like weird type of like promotions and stuff like that. Um, this one here is a, um, it's a, it's a card set technically, but they're lenticular cards. So they kind of yeah, like, they almost, cool. yeah, they, they kind of like uh, move. Uh, if you like, they almost look like, um like uh cells, like uh movie cells almost. Right. Um, that they like, or like they frame from a uh, from matches or something like that. But the set is uh, Bret Hart, uh, Hulk Hogan, Mister Perfect, uh, the Undertaker, and Tatanka. Um, and you, when you move them, it, it actually like it, the the they move around and stuff like that. Um, it looks pretty cool. It's fifty bucks too, which is pretty cheap. It's actually um, it's not very, a bad price because early yeah. early nineties WWE merch right now is sky high. So that is yeah, a pretty I mean, decent deal. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it's I, I was I, when I first seen, I thought I said four ninety nine ninety nine because that's what I was expecting it to be. Um, but this uh, this actual eBay sale has tons of different um, uh, WWE cards, a bunch of rare ones. I just picked this one out in particular because obviously this is the time I obviously was watching wrestling in uh, nineteen ninety three. Um, that's when they came out, and they're like I said, they're they're pretty cool. And if you're a collector and you collect obviously things besides uh, figures. Uh, like myself, I can pretty much collect any type of wrestling memorabilia if I can find it. Um, this would definitely be something I would be interested in. Uh, these lenticular cards, um, they obviously it captures that that era. Uh, those are probably like the biggest stars at that point. Um, I want to say Tatanka was pretty big at at one point. <laughs> uh, that's why they picked him to be in, in this uh, set. So, like I said, you have Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart. Um, Mr. Perfect, Undertaker, and Tatanga as as your uh, choices there. And they do on the back of it just like a they're kind of like these little square cards. They're not like actual like um, trading cards. Yeah, I think you know that where they they actually look like little like uh, you know like clips off a, a film strip or something like that. Yeah, and they have the on the backs of each one they have like the stats of the person. So like Hulk Hogan has, has his weight, his where he's from, his finisher, his favorite quote, that type of stuff. So they almost are like trading cards, but they're not. Um, and they give you like, uh, let me see, Tatanka. Like they tell where he's from. Yeah, no titles held at press time. It says on the back of his. Unfortunately, <laughs> so, for Tatanka, it would stay that way. I don't think everyone. <laughs> pretty be. much, um, but yeah, on like on Bret Hart's, it has like the World Federation title, two-time Intercontinental, uh, two-time tag team champion, uh, Hulk Hogan, five-time uh, WWF champion, Mister Perfect, uh, two-time Intercontinental. Um, and then Undertaker one time World Wrestling Federation champion at that point. So yeah, these are pretty cool. Like I said, fifty bucks pretty cheap for for uh for like a piece of history, actually, because they're they're not you can't find these anywhere at all. So definitely recommend looking at these if uh I'm not sure how many people are watching them right now. 
Yeah, that would Let's be see. a uh, that'd be a neat angle for like a uh, kind of if you want to kind of cage in uh, the collection you're gonna have, just put nothing but Coliseum video merch together. You know, you could get the videotapes of all the old, uh, you know, the official pay per view releases, and then those yep. those kind of special tapes they put out like Rage in the Cage or different stuff where it was yeah. just a compilation of matches. Because I know what you're talking about on the merch. I think I I don't know how I uh, I acquired it or how we ended up getting it because I, I was little when I had this, but I actually had a Coliseum Video gym bag. If you remember those gym bags that were popular yeah. in like the early '90s, the tiny yep. ones. Like I mean, you know, you could put like a pair of sweatpants and you know maybe a, a you know a pair of shorts something in them. You couldn't, but they were like super soft and they made like a perfect uh, like oval type shape. Yeah, I had a yep. Coliseum Video one of those back in the day. Um, but yeah, so so good pick on that. Um, just just hit eBay, guys. There's you know set up your save searches. You never know what's gonna pop up. I, I see crazy stuff every week that I never even know existed, and and I've been collecting wrestling memorabilia basically my whole life. So there's all kinds of stuff out there. We're discovering new stuff every single week. So with that, we'll move on to our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. All right, guys, the uh, Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week. It's sponsored by Pro Wrestling Tees. Right now, they're on their Labor Day sale where everything's 20% off. Just use the code Labor Day. So we got a a lot of awesome uh, Chick Foley Show designs on there. And then there's always lots of great merch debuting from everybody, from from wrestling legends to AEW superstars. So so hit it up, find something you like, and uh, support Pro Wrestling Tees this weekend. Also, Sheena has made our uh, made her return back to the podcast. Uh, the baby face was trying to have a little bit of outside interference, but but she fought him off, put him back down for the count, and now she's back here in the match. So Marco, tell us about the July 25th, 2002 match between Rey Mysterio and Chavo Guerrero. So, um, the reason why I picked this match was because, uh, this past Monday, uh, obviously, um, uh, Dominic Mysterio had his, his debut match, um, with, uh, Seth Rollins in that, uh, you know, that kind of like brawl match. It wasn't really like a, like a one-on-one competition. Um, so I equated this to his, to his debut. So this was actually the first time Rey Mysterio showed up on WWE television, on SmackDown in 2002 and his first match was a Chavo Guerrero. Um, so just to, just to bring a little history there it was basically, you know, Rey Mysterio in 2002, he debuted in WWE against Chavo Guerrero, not the top guy in the company, but like, you know, one of the better talents. And then you had Dominic Mysterio who his debut is against arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world, which is kind of funny and Seth Rollins. So, um, just a little throwback uh, there. It's a really good match. Uh, they always they've always had uh, great chemistry. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Chavo Guerrero, as well as Eddie Guerrero. If you ever watch any of those matches, too, I was going to go with a ECW his debut, which is his technically like debut debut. Uh, but I wanted to keep it WWE in that sense because um, he he battled like Psychosis and all those guys and stuff like that. So and uh, ECW those matches are even. 10 times better than this one here, but I wanted to keep it in the WWE mind frame uh, just to show that Mysterios have debuted in WWE um, and it's your witness in a second coming of a Mysterio. So um, like I said, albeit he's not, he wasn't facing the best uh, wrestler in the company at the time, but um, it, nonetheless, it was a debut and it did skyrocket after this. He did feud with uh, Kurt Angle, I believe. Um, after this Charvo Guerrero feud, so they yeah, put him right first, into that uh, that like main event status. So, 
So yeah, definitely go back and watch. It's about a 10 minute match. It's not too long, so it doesn't take up too much time. Uh, you get to see what uh, Rey Mysterio brings to the table uh, in his debut at WWE. Sweet. All right. Well, that is all for the Chick Foley show this week. We're going to pop out of here, but I wanted to let you guys know, make sure you follow us over on social media. I am at Chick Foley on Instagram. Marco is at Chick Foley show. Um, just a couple of guys we want to shout out for you guys to follow, follow our friends over at fully posable podcast. Uh, Jeff and Scott talk all things wrestling figures. They've actually started dabbling into a little bit more um, other action figures out there in the world. So we're talking about a little bit of GI Joe's um, things like that. So our friends over doing the favor at doing the favor on Instagram, um, Daryl and Tom over at running pod at the running pod. So make sure you check out those. Those are our friends, uh, in the podcasting world. So listen to their show and for myself, Marco and the heel husband, take it easy marks.